drug store, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. Westside, when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Plus, Puffy trying to see me weak, hearts I rip. Biggie Smalls and Junior Mafia, some more ass bitches. We keep on coming while we running for your dudes. Steady gunning, keep on busting at the fools. You know the rules. Little Caesar, go ask your homie how I'll leave you. Cut your young ass up, leave you in peace. Now we deceased. Little Kim, don't fuck around with real G's. Quick to snatch your ugly ass off the streets. So fuck peace. Let the niggas know it's on for life. Don't let the West Side ride the night. <laughs> Bad boy murdered on wax and kill. Fuck with me and get your caps pill. You know. Tonight's episode is going to be structured a little bit differently. <clears throat> Not too much different, but uh, enough to where you'll notice. Um, I'm going to cover some news, per the usual. Um, but I'm going to have a co-host uh, at some point tonight, and we're going to cover the elections. Uh, there's not a lot that I'm going to have as far as uh, people popping on. There's a few people who have agreed, and then most of the party, per usual, uh, doesn't know because nothing gets passed around anyone. So let's let's do this thing. <laughs> Slightly new intro. I uh, had to edit it. Uh, the Oklahoma was big mad because he's not in the video, so I put him in the video. Now you got to find something else to be mad about. <clears throat> so we're going to start off with the... Where is it? Where's my little button? Don't they ask that button? Mm. That's why I'm on the wrong channel. Boom, right there. Actually, we're going to start with this. Go follow us at Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Go find us on all those places. Like, subscribe, share, comment. Uh, if you see a news article that makes you laugh, throw a little LOL on the thing. If you see a news article that's stupid and makes you hate life, uh, give us an F in the chat. Um, we've got Redemption Tactical. Uh, go to our link, which is that one right there. That link, the one that says redemptiontactical.com. I'm actually going to copy it. And boop, boop, boop. 
I'm gonna throw it in the chat right now, right, y'all, for everyone. Use that link to help us, help them, to help us, help them, help us, help them. Uh, so they know that we care, that we know that we, we know that they know that we know that they know that we care. So, yeah, redemptiontactical.com. They're American made, uh, small mom and pop operation, and they make some pretty cool stuff like ballistic face masks, rot shields. If you ever decide that you want to impersonate a cop and beat your wife, um, you can get your rot shield. We've got Tom52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Go hit the donate button. We've got the Alaska Raven for all your meme needs. Go check out the Alaska Raven on Facebook. We've got Crowned by Gold, the third book in the Royal Green series by Jack Casey. I am contractually obligated by one of his biggest of super fans to say that it is a good book, uh, but I am allowed to say fuck Jack Casey. We've also got, it's not on here for some reason, the Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus. It's the largest veteran-based caucus for libertarians, I guess. It's the largest one that I know about. And I only know of two. And the other one I'm pretty certain is inactive. So go check out Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus on Facebook. We've also got notarealpodcast.com. Go copy some sweet merch like that shirt right there. That, 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 that shirt right there. Thou shalt not fucketh around or thou shalt find out. Don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. Pretty simple. Also, on notarealpodcast.com, you can find out how the show was started, how the network was started, how the romance, the long-distance romance between Mr. Will and myself began. Uh, hint, it was, uh, he sent me a picture of his booty hole. I promised people this would be a serious show, and it's not going to be serious tonight. It is going to be a long night. Election coverage always takes forever. Oh, freaking well. So we're going to go into our first segment, the 811 call before you dig segment. And we're going to go and see nine millimeter. If it will load. Yes, I know. Thank you. Got off my screen. There we go. 9mm is down to 30 cents a round, which is fan-freaking-tastic. It's getting a little bit lower every single week, which is nice because Daddy wants to shoot for cheap. I don't want to be shooting no 50, 50 cents a round 9mm. That shit is expensive. 5.56 is uh, it's jumped up a little bit. It's uh, about 50 cents a round on average, so... You win some, you lose some. It's never consistently stable, but right now, uh, over the last couple months, the low has been 46 cents around, which ain't too shabby. Our Let's see. The weekly special for this week. Which one do I want to go with? You know what? I'll go with FN. Let's do that one. The 
the highlighted firearm for the week is the FN America FN 15M lock carbine. It is currently on sale for the whopping price of $1,250. Go copy yours at galleryguns.com so you can find the nearest dealer to get you one. I just came back to this insanity that is the comment section. What in the world is going on? Meow. All right, don't start that meow. And it's a non-for-profit. It's legit. Boot Will Mountain. Oh, I get it. Brokeback Mountain. I get that. I get that. Noise. Noise. Why would a bootleg battalion private need to dig to... Get the yucky remains of a dead pedophile in away from them? I, I, I don't know. I'm sure she'll tell us here in a minute. Anywho, let's uh let's go on to some news. Who do we want to start with? Oof. There is so much trash that we could talk about. You know what? Let's go with this. Let's go. Let's circle back to Jen Psaki. Um, <laughs> the guy was supposed to be co-hosting or helping me host tonight. He uh, he said he's coming. He said that he forgot how to turn his computer on. <clears throat> so, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki tested positive for COVID-19. This was back... Uh, Three days ago, the 31st. Uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki tested positive for COVID-19 on Sunday, becoming the highest-ranking White House official to publicly disclose they have contracted the virus. That's the key phrase right there, to publicly disclose. So there could have been higher. I mean, I don't think Joe Biden's caught it because he didn't die from it, so I highly doubt he's had it, but... But Jen Psaki is the highest rated, highest ranking, whatever, uh, dickhead in the White House that's tested, oh, come out and tested positive for COVID. Um, it's a great thing she was vaccinated because, you know, if you're vaccinated, you won't catch COVID. And I'm sure that she can't transmit it to anybody because, because she's vaccinated. She can't catch it and she can't transmit it. So it's a good thing that Jen Psaki, who's now tested positive for COVID, is vaccinated for COVID so that she won't test positive for COVID and won't transmit to anyone. Psaki says she is vaccinated and has mild symptoms. She will return to work after a 10-day quarantine following a negative test. This this article, so this is, this is coming from The Hill. It was written by uh, Brent Samuels. Uh, I had COVID. I've talked about it on some of the other shows. I would say I had mild symptoms. I mean, I felt like trash, but it's... I mean, I wasn't in a hospital. I wasn't on a ventilator. I didn't need to go to a doctor. And I didn't need to vaccinate myself. Yes, Mr. Flores. And even though she probably caught it from someone vaxxed, 
it's all the unvaxxed people's fault. Yes, Mr. Flores, I don't know if you're vaccinated or not, but you are, in fact, killing grandma. You're mentioning that. Like, you just simply saying that she probably caught it from a vaccinated person. Like, that instantly killed a grandma somewhere. So, quit killing grandma. Um, You're a piece of trash, and you need to quit saying those things. Because that alone, just the mere mention of violating the state narrative uh, kills grandma. Like, I looked at this article too many times, and I think six or seven grandmas died. Another one just died looking at it. Um, The press secretary typically interacts regularly with the president, making Saki's positive test particularly notable. Biden received his COVID-19 booster shot earlier this month, but at 78, he is still considered a high-risk category should he contract the virus. Yeah, I would say he's high-risk, considering he can't walk up fucking stairs. Uh, I would say a strong breeze is a high risk for uh, President Biden. <laughs> so, you know, hey, so there is some there's some creepy troll lurking down there in the audience. I'm going to go ahead and bring him up. Uh, I would like to introduce for the first time on the network, Mr. David Fitty, Fittati. Uh I think it's David Fight uh, from the show Fight for Liberty. Hello, sir. Hello. How's it going? It's it's going awful. Uh, I've already set three things on fire and killed someone tonight. So nice. I don't know. That sounds like a productive evening. <laughs> I was talking about Jen Psaki uh, contracting COVID, hmm. even though she's vaccinated. And apparently, if you're vaccinated, you can't catch COVID. Yeah, I wonder how many times it's going to take them to uh, just like completely be wrong before they stop trying to pretend like they know what they're talking about. Well, how old is the United States? It's almost 250 years old, so maybe 260 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, one could argue that maybe they were telling the truth there for the first couple of years, you know. They didn't hide the whiskey rebellion necessarily. Like they were pretty out in the open that they did that shit. Uh, we we had a little bit of honesty in in the beginning. They didn't they didn't stand for all the things they said they stood for, but at least they were honest about like, eh, we're gonna shoot you. <laughs> I mean, you're not gonna like it, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with the with the vaccine stuff, like they they really showed their ass on that one because they came out and they were like, oh, you got to get vaccinated and then everybody will be fine. And then they were wrong. And I don't even this one, I don't even think is like, you know, government manipulation, lying, whatever. Like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that when they said that the vaccines would stop you from getting it, that they believed that. Like, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, like that they actually were just wrong and not like evil, manipulative, whatever. Uh, but then they turned out to be really wrong. And now no one trusts them. And they just all their credibility is gone. Did you see that they the CDC actually went into their system and changed their definition for what a vaccine is to, mm-hmm. to make sure that it fit? Yeah, they knew they were full of shit. They were just uh, they were like, look, hopefully no one's smart enough. And then. <laughs> We can call people crazy that don't listen. Mm-hmm. But I live in crazy. Like, that's my domain. So, yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing. They keep they keep thinking that, like, conspiracy theorist is, like, a an insult. And we've been owning up to that shit for years. So, 
I'm not insulted by that. You can call me a conspiracy theorist. You can call me a nut job. You can call me anti-government extremist. All those things are true. <laughs> yeah, I had a family member who recently called me an extremist. I said, oh, thank you. That's not a compliment. <laughs> I said, to you, maybe. <laughs> to me, it is. That means I'm not boring. Milk toast or whatever the Vanilla. fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm also, yeah, so it goes. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm also an alcohol extremist, but that's okay. I mean, I've already cracked into my bottle of four roses. Um, I think that's that's how far I've gotten so far, and I would say by the end of the night, this will be completely empty. So nice. Um, if you can't handle it like an adult, drink it away. Packs. I love that my Yingling bottle is fucking with my green screen though <laughs> i was watching that's pretty cool so funny enough my wife actually bought me one today and i was <clears throat> trying to set it up and uh couldn't figure out how to work it in this basement um mm-hmm. like there's too many moving things that have to be moved often uh but hopefully next tuesday i'll have it to where i can have like it looks like a new studio but like Godzilla's in the background, just like <laughs> inconspicuously. Nice. Like that way, it's so small, no one notices unless they're really looking for it. This is literally just a uh, green tablecloth from the dollar store. Yeah, that'd probably work too. Like the plastic <laughs> ones that you buy mm-hmm. for like parties. Yeah, that's yep. pretty much what this is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it works. I bought a blue one and a green one when I first started doing this because sometimes blue screens are are a thing depending on the program and you can you can use that so i tested them both out um the blue screen doesn't work very well and so especially because i wear a lot of blue shit almost every shirt i own has blue somewhere in it so it's just not doesn't work out so the article goes on so get back to a little bit of news here (laughs) Uh, the white house has the decline to disclose breakthrough COVID-19 cases within its ranks unless the individual chooses to go public or has had di- uh, direct contact with the president. Uh, funny enough, the CDC is also no longer tracking breakthrough cases because it destroys their fucking narrative that the vaccine will protect you. Yeah, and it goes on to talk about some of the other people like the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, State Department spokesperson Ed Price, blah, 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 both of whom are vaccinated. So that's three people within the administration that are pushing this idea that you should be vaccinated to save grandma, but you still can get COVID and you can still give to grandma and still kill her. So, yeah, I will say that I'm kind of glad that they've given up uh, doing all of the science uh, because it would destroy their narrative. So they've kind of given up on contact tracing, which is nice because that was one of the scariest things for me. Like when we first started talking about COVID shit, I was like, you want to know every person that I've come into contact with and every place that I've gone. And I need to give, like I was, I was in a couple of major cities early on and like, you know, bars and restaurants and everything are taking down your name and your phone number so that if anyone that was there gets COVID, they can call you and tell you like, 
I really was not a fan of having to give my name and phone number to every establishment I went to for six months. That was weird and very creepy. Glad they're not doing that shit anymore. Yeah, I never did that. Um, so when I when I got COVID, I had no clue where I got it from. I mean, it it, it could have been literally anywhere. It could have been it could have been work. It could have been an event. It. Uh, it I blame I, Spike I, Cohen. I mean, that's always fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always a valid point. Yeah. Well, we found out that him and I got COVID about the same time, uh, early 2020. And it was like just after we met for the first time. And so I'm just going to blame him. And he blames me. So it's okay. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's probably your, your former Republican showing through just, just picking a random Jew and blaming him. I mean, that's... <laughs> So the first time I'd ever talked to the man was on a, a a podcast I did for the affiliate uh, here where I'm at, and the the only promo I had for it because it's around the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing mm-hmm. was is Spike killing the super secret Jewish space laser, and it had him ripping his shirt open, and then the nice. Death Star laser coming out of it, and uh, I was like, I don't know how he's going to take this, so I, I hit up Brian Lambert and I said is he cool with this? And he said, I'll send it to him. He said, send it. Sweet. It's great. Last time I picked him up from the, uh, I went with a couple of my friends to pick him up from the airport for the LPO convention, uh, LP Ohio. And we had a sign that said, um, welcome home, Sergeant Cohen, uh, back from operation space laser. (laughs) And we had this woman who was on his flight, like who came out before him, like saw our sign, didn't read it all apparently, and was just like super ecstatic, like "Oh, that's so great! Like I'm glad he's coming home. Like, what what branch is he in? <laughs> Space Force." <laughs> that's what she said, like without missing a beat. She's like, "Oh, he's in the Space Force." <laughs> yeah my friends (laughs) see that's that's i think that's why i consider america the greatest country on the planet because people say the dumbest shit ever and you get this just free comedy everywhere you go you know what else is like free comedy reading the fucking news like uh like 20 of the top world leaders flying private fucking jets to go to a summit to talk about why you Mr. Fight should not be driving your car because you're a piece of shit that's killing the environment. Right. I'm going to hop on my private jumbo jet and fly out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's always kind of cracked me up because like even Greta was doing that uh, back in 2019 when she was getting famous. She did that like boat trek across from like Europe or whatever on this like zero emissions boat. And it was like this whole big thing that she was like traveling the world. But she took a private jet to where the boat left from. And then like a, a whole bunch of people had to take a jet to where she left the boat to like bring it back. And then she was taking another private. Like there was just so much waste around this like one momentous zero emission boat trip that she went on. <laughs> I mean, if she really wanted to impress me, like, like I would have, <clears throat> she had done this. I wouldn't have said a damn thing. Like she could say that the sky is purple. I'm like, you know what? Maybe she has a point. If she and a bunch of Nordic uh, guys from like either Scandinavia or whatever 
built an old Viking ship and then she sailed across the Atlantic. That that's that's Gucci. That's, that would have uh, been dope. That would have been dope. That's true. That's true emission free because yeah, you're killing trees, but it doesn't require heat to make the steel or all the other materials or the oil that's required for the paint or mm-hmm. for the rubber on all all this other stuff. Uh, you do that, Greta. You do that. Everything you say from here on now will be gospel. She's starting to get. Uh, she there was a quote from her like two three days ago where she said something about like giving up on politics and voting like that voting is pointless. And I was like, yes, yes. All the anarchists are like based Greta. Based. <laughs> based. <laughs> that would be awesome. I actually saw her speak uh, in 2019 while I was running for New York City Council. I went to a big climate strike that we did in New York City where like she spoke and like uh Jaden and Willow Smith performed and it was like this whole big show production. It was it was a good time. There was a lot of people there from like all over the political spectrum, which is what I found really cool. Like I, I was not the only libertarian there. It was a bunch of like right wing, uh like full blown capitalist organizations there that were like, you know, right wingers for the climate or whatever. It was it was an interestingly mixed group for such a commie-based uh, mission. So have you uh, have you seen... So <clears throat> I'll get into this article. It's from the Washington Post. Uh, President Biden and other world leaders on Monday promised major commitments to slow climate change, but deep un- uh, uncertainty remained about whether two weeks of international talks here can yield breakthroughs, uh, breakthroughs significant enough avoid Fuck, I'm struggling that. To avoid a catastrophic rise in global warming, me no read good. Uh, <laughs> many leaders have built the United Nations climate negotiations, known as COP26, uh, as one of humanity's last chances to adopt the kind of drastic cuts to greenhouse gas emissions that scientists say are essential before, glo- glo- the, uh, before warming spirals out of control. So, because it's named COP26, does that mean like if you put out too much emissions, like they'll come to your house, shoot your dog, and beat you to death, or do they just go home and beat their own wife? Um, probably both is what I would assume. They, um, they shoot your dog and then beat their wife. Yeah, a little bit of both. Now they shoot your wife and beat their dog. They got to mix it up a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too monotonous for the cops lately. They gotta they gotta switch up their mo a little bit. Well, it is the UN, so they probably didn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you see that shit with uh, with Elon Musk going mm-hmm. going back and forth with the UN this year or this week? I was I was going to go into that later, but yeah, we can go into it now. That that to me that was like the most badass thing that's happened like politically in a long time because we've heard those narratives so often that like like whether it's Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or or uh, Bill Gates or whichever rich, super rich person you want to pick it's like oh they could solve X problem if they were just not so greedy. And then Elon Musk has always been very out in the open that he's not that fucking greedy. Uh, he makes a lot of money, but he gives a lot of it back, and he's trying to do good with it. Uh, he's trying to save the 
the world. Like we're talking about climate change here. You know, Tesla has done more to reduce emissions than any of these fucking bills or grand extravagant fucking shows that they put on. Uh, and he, so he was just like, yeah, all right, I'll give you $6 billion to end world hunger. Just show me how it's going to work first. He called their fucking bluff. And then they were like, wait, what? <laughs> they have supposed nothing. To use the money? <laughs> we're not supposed to keep it. <laughs> we, we, we didn't actually want to end world hunger. We just wanted to make you feel guilty about not ending world hunger. <laughs> we just, we just want to, we, we just want to bitch about it. We don't want to fix it. We kidding me? Right. Why would we fix it? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what do we do? Well, when we fix, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's always going to be the problem with like government or regulation uh, institutions like that is. If, if you solve all the problems, then there's no more reason for government. So why would they solve all the problems? I mean, well, there was also the fact that they just can't solve shit. Like, they, they could have two pieces to a puzzle, and yet they'll stack them on top of each other and drill a nail through the middle of it and call it fixed. That's... <laughs> it's sad because it's true. It's very sad because it's very true. Oh, Lord. So, but yeah, so we get to listen to a bunch of ancient fucking Neanderthals crawl out of their caves and tell us that we're bad for driving the only vehicle that we can afford. Like, I I drive a pickup truck, but I bought it for a thousand bucks. It's a 99 F-150. I would say it's arguably better for me to keep that thing on the road than to just send it to a fucking junkyard and just throw it into the fucking trash where it will leak oil and cool it and all these other things into the ground. Right. But But that that's too logical, bro. Come on. Yeah, no, what I should do is I should buy a private jet and fly around everywhere. I shouldn't I shouldn't drive the private jets much more fuel efficient. Right. I mean, if that's what they want me to do, I will sacrifice for this earth and fly a private jet instead. And these are like, you know, world leaders. So they're not like, you know, Cessnas. They're, they're not like, you know, G6s. These are fucking jumbo jets. Like Air Force One is one of arguably one of the largest aircraft in the sky. And it cut, <clears throat> it consumes so much fuel because it weighs so damn much. To, mm-hmm. So when it takes off, it has to use more fuel to, to stop. It takes more energy. Um, and it takes all this effort too to get the old man up the fucking set of stairs to get on the fucking jet. I mean, have you seen him try to fall up those things? Like I've fallen downstairs. Can't say I've fallen upstairs at least three times in a row. <laughs> Four times the same flight of stairs. Like, like I've definitely fallen going upstairs. Like I'm not going to try to pretend like I'm some saint that hasn't face planted on a set of stairs, but once you fall over once and then you realize that you were going too fast and being careless. And then you walk up the stairs like a normal person after that. Jesus. Brian says, good to see Bootleg with his facial hair again. He was as smooth as a baby's bottom last time I saw him. So. Can't be yeah, a real I libertarian mean, without a beard. Well, I guess I will never be a real libertarian because this, this is about it. Like it just goes straight down. And it gets trashier the long it. I call it. I call it a white trash stash, uh, because it, I look like <laughs> I look like I was cloned in a fucking uh, a meth lab. 
So but their only understanding was that facial hair grows straight like this. Uh, and it gets like real wispy looking. It's 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 yucky, big yucky. Um but <laughs> fucking nerds, it'll take us an hour just to get through this article. Oh <laughs> uh, let's see. We were talking about jets. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh so I was actually <clears throat> dirt Joe Dirt. That's exactly what it is. <clears throat> um well if you if people remember it was what four, five years ago, the UN came out with a uh, a resolution basically saying they didn't want the United States to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord because we're actually outpacing all the other member nations, more so outside of the accord than when we were in it uh, because the innovation was just, it wasn't being forced. So there wasn't this big stifle on innovation. Um, there were people that were actually trying to fix things like Elon Musk who came out with Tesla. Now, arguably... The lithium batteries that go in the cars come from lithium mines, which are the, a, a whole new set of problems. But as the technology grows, it will develop new uh, solutions for problems that hopefully government can't fuck up too bad. Uh, and I, as I say that now, they're trying to find some way to fuck it up. Always. They've got a massive R&D fuck it up budget. So, all right. So we've got actually... Wow, that's early. So I wasn't actually ready for this, but we'll bring him up here in a second. We've actually got our first uh, candidate who is calling in now to let us know the kind of the stats on his election. Uh, John, how you doing, bud? All right, all right. Um, well, I'm actually probably about 10 minutes away from knowing the stats. Getting it all finished and counting down right now. Sweet. Y'all doing good? How's it going? Can can y'all hear me all right? I'm I'm in a ball right now. (laughs) You're in the right place then. All right. You got to show us what you're sipping on then. Uh, it's, It's actually a lager that is made here locally by a company called Gypsy Road, which is actually uh, one of the candidates owns it and invited everybody out. So That's awful nice of them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. This has been the the most friendliest race you'll ever ever come across. (laughs) We all support each other, even though there's 11 people running for five seats. Holy shit. Yeah, that's not that bad then. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. So, did you want to tell people what uh, what office you're running for and a little bit about the race? Yeah, so um, I've been running for Kernersville, North Carolina Board of Aldermen, and that's just uh, as Pat Ford put it, it's a bougie way of saying city councilman. And um, yeah, they all they do is vote on zoning and stuff like that. You know, standard practice city council stuff. There's five seats. It's all at large. So uh, right now, it's anybody's. It's anybody's race right now. Sweet, nice. Uh, so I don't know really quite how to ask this, but uh, if if you have an option, 
are there are there other candidates that are running that you would like to see win alongside of yourself, or do you not really care? You just worried about getting there first. Um, yeah, there there are quite a few. I'm actually stepping outside luxuries of technology, but um, yeah, there's there's three main ones that I feel uh, could embrace libertarianism a lot more than others, and uh, I voted for those three. <laughs> I, le- I left this fifth spot open. I- we'll leave that one up to the people. Nice. So uh, how are you feeling about your chances tonight? Do you feel pretty good about how the election's going to turn out? Or how do you, uh, what, what are you thinking right now before the polls come in? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. I mean, this moment's so surreal in my brain. It's uh, not even clicking. And I, I actually waited to the last minute to go vote because... Just seeing my my name on the ballot was trippy enough. So I I feel confident. And maybe it's an ignorant confident, but I feel confident. Nice. Uh, We do have a comment for David real quick. I wanted to go over. uh, Dalton Matthews said, David with the pipe. I knew he was a classy guy. Yeah, David is one of those. uh, He's one of them bougie bitches. He, He smokes that pipe like an old man. I, yeah, I always, I got it through my head a while ago that smoking a pipe is like better than smoking cigarettes because it's like you can find cleaner tobacco. Uh, so it helped me quit smoking cigarettes. And then I always have pipe tobacco because I put it in my joints. And so, yeah, now it's just, it also doesn't smell as bad as cigarettes. But Fair. thank you, sir. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> so uh so are they going to release all the results all at once or is it going to be a trickle in or what, how's that going to look out there john um, honestly i have no idea I, I'm, I'm winging this <laughs> i i think it's all going to be at once um but we would still have to wait for the full results tomorrow because there was a lot of mail in hmm. So we'll have a very good idea tonight, but it could change tomorrow. So if the election doesn't go your way, how long are we supposed to wait before we start saying it's rigged? Before I'm new what? Um, so I'm I'm new to this this uh, news commentating thing. So how long do we have to wait before, like, if if the election doesn't go your way, how long do we have to wait before we start saying it's rigged or start crying on camera? Oh, uh, you can start 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even, if, even if I do win, <laughs> we'll definitely be saying it's rigged then. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's got to be. No. <laughs> So, how much does a, a ballot cost these days? Um, like, how much did it cost to get on the ballot, or no? How much did you pay per 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 vote? Oh, 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 man! <laughs> Probably at least twenty five dollars a piece. You know, Whew. big county. Do what? Big county. No, no, it's actually just local, uh, local affiliate. But since we had eleven people running, I had to, we had to fork up some money and 
Tree fitting. Do it the right way. Yeah, Jennifer Kaiser says uh, tree fitty. How much it costs per per, yeah. per vote tree fitting? That that's what it feels like. It feels like I've been cutting down trees. <laughs> I, I am I am uh, wore the slam out. I'm proud to say that I did not vote for a single actual person today. I wrote in someone on every single election on my ballot today. You know, I I thought about it, but then I was like, you know what? I'm on this ballot, so I at least need to vote for me. Right. That's fair. I I wrote in Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, (laughs) Russell Brand, Spike Cohen, Larry Sharp, and then my youth pastor from when I was a kid. Because his mom is a poll worker, and I'm curious if she's going to read that and see it. I did it just for her. (laughs) You had... I was getting ready to ask you to clarify poll worker because uh, different parts of the country could interpret that very different ways. <laughs> no, my pastor's mother is not a stripper. Although that would that. make for a much more interesting story. <laughs> the Lord says, work is work. <laughs> and on the seventh day, she stripped. Anyways, um... <laughs> Nah, Shay, he was he he made us with no intention of us ever putting clothes on. Oh no, okay, no, I'm tracking. I thought you were talking about the youth pastor. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was like, you sure it wasn't a Catholic church? Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why I was confused. I was like, wait, what? Why'd you vote for her then? Oh Lord! Well, so, um, how many how many other races y'all covering tonight? Um, didn't mean to put it on the spot, but supposed to be four more, maybe a fifth. Okay, um, but we're gonna try and we're, like those are people that are gonna come on. We're gonna try and cover like races. We're gonna I may go and look some stuff up and. See so kind of how it's doing on the on the interwebs, but uh, nice, I was just looking nice. at the New York City elections, and there aren't any results up yet. So, yeah, I don't I don't know how it is where y'all are, but it is uh, super cold here. Um, I am freezing. Well, John, you're in North uh, Carolina. Yeah. It's it's about forty degrees right now. Damn, that is cold for y'all. Yeah, yeah, especially when it's been like sixty all week. So I know where David lives, and I'm sitting there thinking it's probably not been forty for a few months. <laughs> yeah, I'm from upstate New York. It's forty is still summer. <laughs> John, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to get back to some news here, uh, but I've got you on the board. Um, there should be a hand raise icon, and if not, uh, just wave your hand, and I'll bring you back up when you get the results in. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and cover some more news, and uh, we'll see you again here in a little bit, bud. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you all. Tree fitty. So, fuck, we'll go on to some other news. What was the other thing I had? 
Yeah, so I got Nalik's in there like, haha, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about like snow like two months ago. I was like, no. Couldn't do that. I can't do the south, but I can't I couldn't do worse than this. Yeah, I lived in Norway for two years and uh you got two kinds of weather. 70 degrees and then like negative 20. Uh that's 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 about it. Like the first the first year we were there, and I assume it's very similar to like Alaska. Um first year we were there, it snowed five feet in one weekend. Like it, they called it a mild blizzard. Like you're fucking high. Um <laughs> And so, like, this, like, our neighbor has, like, a snowplow, like, a hand-pushed snowplow. He's out there in shorts and a tank top. Like, he works for BP. Like, having, he's having a great fucking time. I was like, hey, how y'all doing? Like, You're fucking crazy. <laughs> um, and he's blowing snow up against the house, clearing the roadway out for us. And uh, there's snow up to, the like, the windows on the second floor. Like, so I could, like, step out of my bedroom and just slide down the hill. Like, it was wild. And we called the school like, hey, is there going to be school today? Like, it, it snowed a lot. And we're, we're just making sure that, like, it's not a snow day today. And she, she the lady last said snow day and just hung up. She thought it was a prank call. <laughs> Man, I feel so bad for kids nowadays, though. They're never going to have another snow day. Like, that's that's a thing of the past forever. Oh, because online school? Yeah. I know at least New York said like officially that snow days are are forever a thing of the past. Well, see now I don't know the geography of upstate New York, um, but here in East Tennessee, <clears throat> most of everything's on the side of a mountain. So if it rains too hard, they have to cancel school for some cities or some counties because these massive buses on one lane roads that are barely big enough for like two vehicles. They're just like, no, we're not doing it. Like mudslides, rocks, all this other shit. So they're like, we'll just cancel it. They, they build in like 30 days for weather a year. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how it was when I was growing up. Yeah, we had, and then at the, towards the end of the year, if we had a mild winter, uh, kids would just get like random fucking snow days in the spring. They'd just be like, three or four Fridays off towards the end of the school year before they had to ramp up into like finals and stuff. It was great. I was homeschooled, so I never actually got to enjoy any of that shit, but my friends did. I, uh, I'll tell you this joke before we go on to some more news. I heard this, uh, guy, he was, yeah, I think it was Vine or TikTok something. It was something along those lines. He said, yeah, he said, my buddy was telling me the other day about how he fucked one of his teachers at school. He said, it was funny until I realized he was homeschooled. <laughs> he said, it was at that moment I asked no more questions. He said, that's an answer I didn't want to know. <laughs> he said, getting laid at school is very different when you're homeschooled. <laughs> so CNN did an article uh, it is entitled the world promised to cut greenhouse gas emissions these countries aren't meeting their targets nearly 200 countries have pledged to cut greenhouse gas emissions to prevent the worst consequences of climate crisis 
but there is still a huge gap between what's being promised and what science says is needed, according to a report by the UN Environment Program. Uh, I can't tell if David died or if his screen is frozen, but either way, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Um, With just five days left until leaders meet at the UN's COP26 climate talks in Glasgow, this is like a week old article. It's written the 27th. And there he goes. Um, Scotland, dozens of nations have not yet officially updated their pledges to reduce emissions as they're supposed to do under the rules of the 2015 Paris Agreement. Yes, type F for the UN. Because if any organization should die tonight, it's the UN, and when they die, they should take the ATF out with them. Um, of the G20 countries, which account for 80% of the world's emissions, only six nations have formally increased their targets. The report also found that six G20 nations, including the United States, never met their old targets. The others were Canada, Australia, Brazil, South Korea, and Mexico. Um, as it turns out, if you don't meet your original goal and you just increase your goal moving forward, it doesn't actually change anything. You're not actually doing any better. My entire computer just decided to just die there for a second. So sorry about that. No, you're good. I was going to say something. I can't remember what it was now. I was going to make fun of you about something. Hey guys, I'm predicting the climate change. Climate will change. I think the northern half of the planet will get colder over the next two months. And now's where it's my government check. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't have a sense of humor or you're a Democrat, uh, that also means that winter is coming. That's what he's referring to. Um, <clears throat> Gotta love so Alex. the plant. Dude, Alex is fucking hilarious. He uh he'll hit you with them slides. Thanks. Uh yeah, I climate changes. That's just a th- a thing that that happens. I'm very confused by the panic over some of it. The idea that we can stop what the planet wants to do uh, is very conceited. It's So I look at it this way. I look at climate change the way I look at being alone in the universe. It's incredibly conceited to believe that we're the only... I'm not going to say intelligent life because I've met people on this planet, but the only <clears throat> like <clears throat> higher cognitive functioning uh, creatures in the universe um, is the same as thinking we give it... Like we can do a damn thing to stop the planet from doing what it wants to do. I mean, I've seen tree, uh, houses with trees growing up through the middle of it. If if Mother Nature wants a tree there, your fucking house is in the way, she's going to grow a fucking tree there. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, like, it's undeniable that humans have accelerated climate change. Uh, you know, there's there's no, there's nothing good about the amount of pollution that we've produced over the last, like, 100, 150 years. Like, there's obviously things that we could be doing better as a species to to fuck up the earth less but to think that like uh everyone 
turning off their lights more often when they leave a room is going to like somehow undo that 150 years of pollution is just ridiculous. And then if you actually want to change, like want to talk about this, the absolute number one largest polluter in the history of the human race is the United States military. And if we really want to try to stop pollution, that's thanks, Liz. Thank you. Yep. Elizabeth Quiller Cord Quillard Elizabeth <laughs> says uh, in the war is bringing the troops home in the number one polluter of the planet. I've met her several times in real life, still don't know how to say her last name. <laughs> uh, she's an awesome human being, but with a fucked up last name. Uh, I'm sure it's a great last name. I'm sure it's like super dignified somewhere. I just can't say it. I'm a hillbilly. What do you want from me? <laughs> like <laughs> I did the same shit in a Tom Queter meeting last night. <laughs> did you, Sorry, Liz. Did, did he Love make you. you look at his feet? Um, no, thankfully, Tom usually has his camera off in Zoom meetings. So oh we don't God. have to see that face. Well, I was worried about the feet. Like, those things just... <laughs> It's like it's like evolution decided to not take a step forward or back. It just said, we're going to go this way. We're going to go laterally with it. Um, we're going to go upside down with it. <laughs> we're just going to... Um, let's try this out. See how this works for humans. <laughs> Turns out not, not, great. Well, not well at all. Makes uh, it very difficult for the walking thing. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> but... Um, Yes, also another great point, Jason. Uh, but the old rich authoritarian people say that if we give them enough money, the climate won't change. That's that's like these like these all these taxes they're proposing. Like great. Like it's it's like back to the Elon Musk thing. Okay, you want the money, but what's it gonna go towards? Mm-hmm. Uh you're not supposed to ask that. Well, I mean if I'm giving you money for it, where's it going towards? Well, we were gonna build like a new stadium for the for the LA Rams. Oh, thanks. Um, That'll end world hunger. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, see, it will. It'll it'll end homelessness. Uh, well, they'll take a bunch of homeless people in LA and they'll move them somewhere else so they can build that stadium there. Because um, fuck poor people, I guess. Um, but uh, where the fuck were we at? I had something and I just totally blew it. Um, give the throwing money at stupid shit instead of the real problems. Um, as before the Quita thing, that's eh, whatever. Oh, there's Tom. Uh, Tom fifty two dot com. That's T O M F four five two dot com. Uh, it's PTSD now, basically. Um, did you find a better guest for better guest host again? Uh, this is a very special episode, Tom. Uh, I typically don't do guests on this show it's usually me because i'm a narcissist and i want all the attention um, <laughs> but uh uh david wanted to do some election night coverage and i was like you know what i want you on the show why not do it tonight and he's like "Ugh, do i have to and i was like yes well you saved me from having to do really any of the the work involved in like finding the candidates and like picking who we were actually going to cover tonight. So made my job easier. 
that sounds a lot like my life. <laughs> you know what? You know what's also really easy to do. What's that? Go find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Like, share, subscribe, share the video, comment on this video. A lot of you have been commenting and blowing it up. Go follow us on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. Hit subscribe. Like the video. Do all those things. Uh, this video will not be monetized. Uh, the the countdown I did at the uh, start of the episode will be. This will be the last time that it gets aired because it is keeping us from getting monetized. I tried to work around their DCMA rules, which are very vague. Uh, it apparently does not work. So, guys, figure something else out. Hmm. <laughs> That's such a dumb thing to get demonetized for. Well, it's so. <clears throat> do you want to hear the song? You, like it's it's been long enough to where people could probably hear it. Go for it. I'll play the video. You so at first you're like, oh, of course this is why I got demonetized, and you'd be like, hmm, maybe not. But here we go. So it, it it's a it's a video it's a yeah it's a video I found on YouTube. It's a Miley Cyrus uh, and Tupac mashup, and I was like, "Look, it'll confuse it. It'll work. I'm sure it will." Uh, no, I'm nope. wrong about everything. But it's a dope ass song. It, it is that mashup is killer. I'm like, all right, I'm sure you can see my me and the I was just bopping along. What what's also incredibly funny uh, is that everyone on this network is as white as fucking snow, and the fact that we're we're opening all of our shows with fucking hardcore Tupac uh, beef rap uh, is just fucking glorious. It's great. Got to break out of that echo chamber a little bit. Be a little less white. Uh, I figured if I opened up with Toby Keith, uh, I would not have any audience. Uh, because <laughs> apparently the only people that listen to country music is me, myself, and I, so. Yeah. And my mom. <laughs> I'll listen to anything. Like, I love Tupac. I love uh, I love rap, rock, country, fucking, I'll listen to Nordic death metal, uh, Russian techno. It's good. All of it. But <laughs> she said I <laughs> Uh, Alex, there you go. That's my boy right there. But yeah, Jennifer, for, I've said this before. Uh, I would like to do a huge shout out because this is going to be a long episode tonight. Uh, Jennifer Kaiser, also known as the meme whore, she's asked for that name. So it's not, uh, it's not sexist if I give her exactly what she wants. Um, that's what I'm good at. <coughs> um, don't ask my wife. She won't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but but without people like Jennifer and Carly and some of the other people that work behind the scenes, 
um, this show would not be what it is today. When I started off, it took almost a month to get a hundred likes on Facebook. And I brought these people on. They do great fucking work. Jennifer makes some dope fast memes. Mm -hmm. Um, she puts out for me for free, but if you want her to make some memes, uh, you can pay her. Uh, that's the agreement. Uh, she'll uh, she'll put out for cash, but she knows where <laughs> she knows where the poor people are, which is me, and I can't pay her shit, but I love her. I pay her an affection and the ability to shit on Will every time he gets froggy with her. There you go. I mean, just the opportunity to shit on Will—that's worth that's worth plenty of dough. I had to quit bullying him because everybody else was. I was like, "Look, I can't, I can't be the one to do it too." I said, "Somebody's got to be in his corner." And I love Will to death. Will's one of my favorite people. But oh, there we go. She's pawning it off. Memes go for Tree Fitty. Tree Fitty. That's not that bad. I might, I might have three Tree Fitty for a meme. Oh, she makes some good shit. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really proud of myself. I finally started making my own memes this year. It was like August of this year. I finally decided to just try to make my own goddamn memes instead of just relying on everybody else. Yeah, I did that for a while. Um, And it's great. It's fun. It's a lot of fun to do. But when you get caught up doing so much shit, Mm -hmm. like delegating stuff, just it's just mandatory at that point. Hey, you know what, Patricia? I will say this: Patricia is not officially a part of the network, but she does a lot of. She helps us out a lot. She likes about damn near everything. She shares everything. She comments everywhere. So thank you, uh, baller. Fuck yeah! So we're getting a congratulations, Councilwoman Ashley Shade. Uh, I assume that she's won her election. Which is in North Adams. North Adams, which is which state? Massachusetts. Mass. I'm Googling North Adams, Massachusetts election results to see. I'm doing, I'm doing By how much? Right Berkshire Eagle. North Adams. Uh. Ashley Shade, yep. Uh, we've got confirmation right here. Share screen. So Ashley Shade is this bar right here. So it wasn't a huge landslide, but it is still a victory for the Massachusetts LP and for Ashley Shade. So congratulations, Miss Ashley Shade, on your election was victory. So, hey, I mean, it's a huge field. I mean, there are one, two, three, four, five people she beat out. So, I mean, that's that's not a small feat. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely is uh, one of those things. It also looks like they elected their first ever female mayor in her town. So, Jennifer Mac- Maxey. Well... Either way the election went, it looks like it's going to be the first female mayor because I would say Lynette is probably a female as well. Yeah, it was uh, two so... girls running against each other. It was impossible for them to not set that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow that Donald Trump has won in uh, North Adams as mayor. Um... 
it was great. It was fantastic. It was it was it was um the greatest there ever was. <clears throat> but uh, so there we go. Congratulations, we Ashley. Well done. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, also, shout lot- out to like the dozen and a half people that I know at least that phone banked and knocked doors for her. Like, she had a lot of volunteers, by far the biggest team that I've seen in the LP in a while, uh, especially for like a small race like that. Uh, there was a lot of people backing her up, and that's why she won. So, thanks, guys. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting ready to say too is that she's she's had a lot of people on that campaign that have helped her um and <clears throat> being a candidate is one thing you know you've got to go out there and talk to talk and you know make the pitch and all that but <clears throat> excuse me um it's not a it's not a it's not a one-man show or one woman show doing all that stuff uh it takes it takes teams of people i mean anyone that's worked on the spike or jorgensen campaign will tell you i mean there's a lot of moving parts it's like even at small local elections uh, depending on how competitive it is, it, you'll need a lot of good people in your corner to help you get there. No, not even depending on how competitive it is or how big it is. Like you can't run an election or a campaign by yourself. It's not possible. You need at least seven to 10 people minimum. You need a comms director and a policy director. You need a campaign manager. That's going to tell you to shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down when you need to shut up and sit down. Like you need people, even if it's just a city council race in some small podunk town where you're going to win with 150 votes, those 150 votes are not going to come by you just doing it yourself. It's don't try find a team. (sighs) Which we we run way too many one man shows or like half a man shows. We run a bunch of things where like even the candidate doesn't give a shit. Yeah, like the you know, there's the ballot baby campaigns and there's these people that run just to run. Um, I've kind of sort of announced my candidacy and I'm kind of looking at it where I may withdraw myself from that race just to do two things. One, there's there's other things I think I'm better suited at doing. And number two, see, this is one of those elections where I was pissed the fuck off at my county commission. And I'm like, if I could strangle them, I would. Uh, but it, <clears throat> my, my talents may be suited. And ta- I use talent loosely. Um, uh, talents may be better suited in other fields such as firearm ownership and there's actually stuff I've got going on behind the scenes that a very very select few people know about uh, for a non-profit that will focus on gun ownership whether it be uh, suburban women or people in impoverished communities that's something we're probably going to roll out here soon and I'm probably just going to give up my campaign for that um, I think that has a much wider reach than some small county in East Tennessee. Yeah, I I I think that um I don't I know this is election day and like we're talking about campaigns and shit. Uh but I I'm really in a position where like I I think that the political game is 
like the maybe the third or fourth or fifth most effective thing that we can be doing for liberty right now uh we there are so many better ways to make people's lives tangibly freer uh within the next couple of years and that's like none of that involves running for office or or being a, a county chair in the LP or, or any of that shit. Like we knew so much more by teaching people how to uh, provide for themselves, like helping educate people out of poverty, helping uh, teach people about gun ownership, teach people about homesteading, teach people uh, all sorts of different things, feeding homeless people. Like all of that does more for people than than being like on your LP state committee or something like that. And so I'm, I'm very much all for the people that want to do stuff outside the party. I think nine times out of 10, that's a significantly better choice. And I say that yeah. as a state committee <clears throat> member. <laughs> yeah, I I also hold a position in my state party. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had several people try to talk me into leaving my state party to do other things. I just... I'm kind of torn because I think that if I leave, there's a gap that's filled and I'm not being arrogant in that. I just, I don't think there are people that have the time that I do to step up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the other thing is too, is winning, winning some of these races has, should have a lot more bearing because one of the things that people will talk to you, especially for anyone who does a lot of outreach is oh well you guys don't win elections because all they're thinking about is the national election. Well yeah, you know these are two parties that have basically set the rules to where it makes sure that they stay in power. Mm-hmm. Uh they're 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 not two parties, they're just one bird with different wings. Um but when you when you can break it down and you can tell people like hey, you know, we've got people in these counties that are, have won elections like I uh we had a guy out in Morristown, uh, ran, a, ran a campaign by himself, did a fan fucking tastic job. So he beat, so he lost to an incumbent by four votes. And this guy has been an incumbent for fucking 40 years mm. by four votes. So the guy's got, so the incumbent's got name recognition, which is hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's been in this community forever, which is hard to beat. He lost by four votes. That was the first time I've done one of these live election coverages. Four votes. That bites, man. That hurts. And uh, See, I lost my election better. by like twenty-seven thousand votes. So, like, I don't. I'm not anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, you're like, okay, that's fair. Yeah, uh, Three point okay. two percent of the vote. Like, <laughs> yeah. When it's four votes, you sit there and so like. So myself, I was sitting there thinking as his regional chair, I was like, dude, there's more I should have done. There's more I could have done. I could have taken an extra day to go out there and knock doors, whatever. Four votes is like five houses. Mm-hmm. Um, But so he went to court and filed a petition with the uh, county or I can't remember if it was the county election commission or the state attorney's office, What, which however the procedure is. Um to petition for a new election based on election fraud and violation of election law. Hmm. So this guy, it, so the dude's like five, five, but he was a <laughs> medic in the army. So he's got this fucking swagger about him. Like he walks up there to the fucking bench or the, 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 
the table there on his side sits down and the so the the incumbent who he's accusing of uh, election law violation is sitting there he's got an attorney on both sides of him he's sitting there grinning like oh i got this shit in the fucking bag fucking rob has a fucking stack of papers this thick has fucking three or four witnesses he drags out there this dude looks like some shit off a fucking jag like this is the most like i kept looking at my wife i was like holy fuck i was like this dude like if i go to jail tomorrow this guy's representing me like i'm calling him he's my fucking lawyer and so after all this and he's beating a dead horse like he's fucking like look he's violated law at the end of the case the judge says yes there is evidence there is a high degree of evidence that he violated election law there's also without a doubt certain things that he's admitted from the truth on the stand but i cannot grant you a new election and he said he said basically the the burden of proof on like saying that four votes were changed by his actions one of which was uh campaigning within 100 yards of a polling place because as he held the door open for a lady he said vote for whatever my name is can't remember the guy's name i remember his face not his name um the lady that he done it to showed up on the stand like she showed up in court that day and explained explicitly what happened and the the incumbent was like yeah i don't remember that no i don't i don't know i remember that it was obvious like he's fucking bullshitting Mm -hmm. um but the 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 judge said you make a better lawyer than most lawyers i see come through here he says you've proven your case multiple times and he says i hope that when next election season comes around again he says i hope you run again he says we need people like you that actually give a shit to run for office in this country and that was it i was like basically you just said the the preceding uh, the presiding judge over your case just said he's going to vote for you that's awesome i mean what more do you want from a candidate right dude well, if he runs again, let me know. I'll I'll come knock doors for him. I'll get him those four votes. Yeah. He uh there was a lot of us that were talking about how fucking awful we felt. Like there's a bunch of us that showed up for it and we felt awful because we gave him one day and then we had like a, a regional axe throwing event that night. And to be fair, nobody really likes knocking on doors, but when you say, Hey, we're gonna go throw axes, they show up. That's mm-hmm. why I kind of try to put them together. But well, I mean, that's good on you for like actually recognizing that and and doing something to get people out there because a lot of campaigns just like sit around and whine. Like, I wish I had volunteers. I wish people would door knock for me. It's like, all right, then buy a couple of pizzas and tell them you'll feed them. Like, it's not that difficult, really, to get people out of their house. Uh, you just got to do something a little bit extra. A p- pizza party goes a long way. <laughs> Unless you work at a company, in which case the pizza party for being no, I want to raise. Problems. I want to raise, <laughs> yeah. not a pizza party. <laughs> Fuck you. 
I mean, the same could be said for the for staffers. Like, uh, it would be a lot better if we could actually pay some of these people. Like, I've knocked doors professionally for the last two years. I get paid decently well by the duopoly parties to knock doors for them, and then I do it for free for us. Well, I will say for anyone who's watching. Uh, the next XCOM meeting for the LPTN. I am presenting a change of policy for LPTN to where we will have the first paid position for the state party, which will be the fundraising director. Fuck yes. But I'm so glad you said that. It is a 1099 position, and basically it's a sliding scale. Um, The more money you bring in, the more money you make. So if you're looking... To move to East Tennessee, uh, fuck the rest of the state. But if you're looking to move to East Tennessee and you want to make a career out of uh, raising money for libertarians, I got you, bro. I, I might have just happened to have taken a fundraising director job in the LP last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing for Tom Queter. So, yeah, guys, go to tomfor52.com slash donate. Give us dollars. <laughs> uh, the way I've always pitched it is go over there and blow your entire load for Christmas on Tom. Just blow the entire load on Tom. Like open up your wallet and just dump it all out. Just make <laughs> it rain on this poor disabled man. We should do a thing where we do like a money bomb and then actually take out all of that cash and like in cash and like make it actually rain on Tom. <laughs> have you seen that video? And I'm sure you have where that chick's laying in the tub. It's covered in like money. Mm-hmm. And like, he's like throwing the, the bills and she's, I want it to feel like I'm it's raining. And he grabs a fat stack of and slaps her in the face with it and just keeps going. <laughs> have you seen that? I have not, but that's wonderful. <laughs> if I can find it again, I'll send it to you. Um, I feel like that's something that would happen with Tommy's like, doesn't feel like it's raining. Bam! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> he would like that a little too much. <laughs> he would. He would. <laughs> <laughs> and people wonder why why uh, why everyone thinks us libertarians are degenerates. <laughs> You need you need to be honest about that. Like I'm drunk enough now to where I'll get myself canceled in the LP. Oh yeah. I mean we I'm not I'm not sad about that shit though. Honestly, I had a great conversation last night about this exact topic. Uh there's so many people in the LP that are like terrified that all these like super duper conservative, like right winger, like paleocon douchebags are gonna join the party someday. Uh because we have people messaging to them and like, oh no, all of this fear-mongering going on. There is no amount of messaging that is going to make some like super hardcore, like all the gays should die style conservative join the Libertarian Party. We are way too fucking degenerate for them and we always will be. And they're never coming to this party. Don't worry. So I'll say this because i've not been shy about this i was i was a hardcore neocon when i came into the party i was one of those people that said we should put machine gun nets at the southern border to fix immigration uh but the lp has really changed my mind so Mm -hmm. the way that they broke it down for me was like 
I'm looking at things at a surface level, right? Like the ship's kind of rocking, but you're seeing the top water, and they and the way it was explained to me is that there's there's issues on the bottom of the boat causing it to rock, and nobody's looking at that, and that's what the LP looks at is these twenty step problems that have to be solved in order to solve this one tiny thing you're looking at. Like there's a bigger issue down here that's mm-hmm. branched off into thirty other things. You solve this issue, all these other things start to get easier to solve. Yeah. If we stop destabilizing every country in South America, maybe people would stop making thousand mile treks to our southern border. It's it's, it's almost like we ruined their fucking country and they're like, well, where are we going to (laughs) go? What I do always find interesting is like these people literally got their country ruined by us and then they still somehow believed our propaganda that we were the place to go. Like, they should stop in Mexico. Like, it's better there. So, in a I lot of push, ways. I will push back on that a little bit. Like, the United States does have a, a better rate of going from rags to riches than pretty much every other nation. Um, if you're poor and you want to make it big, the United States is the place to be. I mean, Europe still has that old class, like, style of system. Like, they've still got a king or a... No, not a king anymore, but they've got a queen and a, a fucking dickhead's name, the prince, and then the other prince, and then the other prince, and their fucking whores. Um, but, uh, like, Europe is still very classical, like, Europe. Like, there's still this old hierarchy there that, like, people, like, you're born into this, and you kind of just stay there. Like, stay in your fucking lane. India is a great example of that. They've got the caste system, which is basically you do not try to leave your fucking group. Like, where mm-hmm. you're at is where you fucking stay, and you better learn that. The United States, if if a poor dude marries a rich woman, no one bats an eye. Like, it's like, hey, cool. Nice. Do you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do have that, like, gold digger kind of uh, classification for people like that. But, but yeah, for the most part, it's it's completely fine to move out of your current predicament but i feel like that's changing a lot uh throughout the world too uh you know i, I know plenty of people that are like in- british or french or whatever that grew up shittier than i did um and made it at least fairly well um but yeah i don't know i i just i've i think the biggest change for me coming into the lp and losing that like kind of neocon stuff that you're talking about because i was also like I was talking about a border wall when I was a kid, like like t- 2008. I was already like, yeah, why don't we have like walls everywhere? Like China's got that shit. Why don't we have that shit? Like I want a great <laughs> wall of Texas. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing that really changed was like the nationalism, like the, the, the idea that because you were born on this plot of dirt, here on this side of the the globe that you're automatically like cooler better and whatever than everybody else uh or that you know america needs to be this great thing it's like actually america needs to go away and that's when i became an anarchist (laughs) so the way i've always told people is america the government is not that great it's it's like every other government it's very oppressive and it looks to do everything it can to put people down Mm-hmm. America, the people, like the individual American, if you really think about the resolve that had to be had to expand West in the United States, it's actually quite impressive. 
like this idea like we're gonna go to a, a continent that we don't know fucking shit all about and go live there we're gonna take everything we had and go move there um and now that's that's all been diluted over uh over generations that that desire and that resolve but there are still parts of the united states like here in east tennessee it wasn't 60 years ago before like organized cities started forming up people still lived on the mountains like that's why hillbillies is still like considered a thing mm-hmm. people used to live on the side of a mountain and just fucking just stay there like they never came down mm-hmm. um that's not something you see out now outside of like russia or some other large nations like china would have some stuff like that i guarantee it mm-hmm. but most other nations aren't large enough to have like these like really sparsely populated areas like the united states and so i would say uh, Americans, the on the individual level, there is this greater history of individual resolve. Like, like, hey, the Brits are being dickheads. We're gonna throw tea in the harbor and fucking cover them in tar and feathers. But then, again, uh, they're like, oh, vax me harder, daddy. So, right. Well, I mean, we've yeah, we've been brainwashed for multiple generations now, and. <laughs> And it's it's interesting. Uh, a lot of people would classify those like hillbilly types that you're talking about as like you know uneducated or whatever, and that's why they're mostly the anti-vaxxers too. Um, but in reality, what you're talking about is just like yeah, this resolve of like no fuck you and your queen and your president and whatever else the fuck you want to put on me. I'm gonna live in my cabin in the woods and those people don't really worry about COVID because they live in a cabin in the woods. They don't see people. They don't get COVID. You need to see people with COVID to get COVID. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, hillbillies are the original anarchists. They're like, look, we don't give a fuck about your government, your state. We just want as wherever my property line's at, fuck off. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's still tons of people I know like that here. Like, <clears throat> I quit my job a couple months ago for personal reasons, uh, and that's why Jennifer Kaiser says, uh, "Hell, your wife fronts all the bills." Uh, for the first time in my life, uh, my well, first time in my marriage, my wife is in fact fronting all the bills, which is there's nothing wrong with it. Nice, uh, except for the fact that I'm going to kill myself if I have to stay in this house much longer. Um, <laughs> I love my wife and I love my kids, but being stuck in this house all the time is going to make me kill myself. But we've been driving for like Amazon Flex because that's a new thing here in this area because we're hillbillies. Um, And there are very, very, very remote parts of this part of the world where you will pull up to someone's house and you can look for miles and not see another fucking person. And it's glorious. Mm-hmm. I grew up in like a best of both worlds scenario where I, uh, my parents only own about an acre and a half of land, but we're surrounded by about 120 acres of like privately owned public, uh, like hiking and biking trails that used to be a part of a large apple orchard that my house was like the farmhouse of. Um, and on a major road, f- four miles from two different towns. So, like, 
I'm not that far from a, a Kmart or a gas station or whatever. You know, it's it's a long ways to get a bottle of water, but it's it's five minutes in a car, not a big deal. Uh, but also, I could scream at the top of my lungs, "Fuck everything in the world!" and no one's gonna hear me. Like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I go skinny dipping in the pool in my backyard growing up. Like it was just. I had that privacy, but I'm also like really close to other people if I choose to be. No one can hear you scream. <laughs> I know. I, every time I say that out loud, I'm like, I sound like a serial killer. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you kind of look it too. You've got that. I, I live in the basement, pasty whiteness to you, but uh, yeah. I need to get go get back out in the sun. Also, these the lights that I use for my setup definitely don't uh, don't do me justice. I'm a little bit more tan than I look. I feel that. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I was fucking with my ring light earlier because uh, I was looking like like the whole setup was a little too dark. I was like, mm, gotta get a little brightness in there, a little whiteness in the skin. Don't want to look like one of those damn Mexicans. <laughs> oh god I timed so, that one well <laughs> so what's funny is someone told me so I, I go to a Planet Fitness here because it's the only gym that's open all the time I was working swing shift blah 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 whatever no one gives a shit um, <clears throat> and a buddy of mine convinced me to start using the tanning beds he said the heat relaxes your joints I'm like 6'6 six, six. My uh, my pronouns are fee fi fo fum, and uh, my joints hurt all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. One of these days, one one day he just finally beat me to death. I did it. And I was like, ooh, that does feel good. Like it really helped my joints. Like it wasn't a long term solution, but like after like leg day or like shoulders, I would it would help with those joint pains. Mm-hmm. And I got so dark at one point with my facial hair and, and like the really dark skin, like one dude said, bro, you look fucking Mexican as shit. I was like, I don't know how to take that. I don't, I don't know if that helps me get a new job or like what, what this is supposed to do for me. But, uh, just put it on your college application. Like Elizabeth Warren. So, <laughs> so, I don't I don't talk about this a lot. I I hit Nalik with it one day or <clears throat> the Eskimo Libertarian. Um so she was she was on Clubhouse uh talking about how she's native and someone on Clubhouse had called her white. And uh and uh I said, Yeah, fuck them white people. And it, I, I kept doing it. I kept doing it on and on and on. And then eventually she said something to me because she can only put up with my shit for so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I finally told her that my great grandmother was full blooded Cherokee, like 100% full blooded Cherokee. And then she, I guess, was like, look, I want some white meat. Um, but I'm actually like, whatever percentage Cherokee, fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm pretty much like the whitest looking person you'll see. Like I wear the Under Armour and the fucking Remington hats and all that <laughs> shit. Like I look like some fucking cracker from the fucking Saltine Mountains. But, uh, 
but like I, I actually do retain a lot of color in my skin and I have certain attributes about me that if you know I'm Cherokee, it makes sense. Whatever. I don't fucking know. I'm just I'm just some dude that talks shit on the internet. Um but uh I said, does that qualify me to, to say fuck those white people? And I could just hear <sighs> like I could feel the the, the atmosphere. <laughs> change she she sighed so hard like global warming probably picked up by about five or ten years <laughs> yo i love her she's one of the most like patient people i've ever met in my life but not with me not with me <laughs> well i don't blame her on that <laughs> but i i know what exactly gets under her skin look i love her to death she's an awesome person she does a lot of great work but sometimes she does things online, and I'm I, I can't pass it up. I'm like, look, I have got to, to dig her on this. She did an AMA on Instagram. I'm not going to repeat what I said. Uh, it wasn't that bad, but the the question that I asked was, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll ask. I'll say this. I said, why does obesity and blue hair in some women cause mental disorders? She did not take it well. She was not happy, and she she very adamantly explained her disdain for for my question. I said, "Look, don't put an AMA if you know I'm going to ask something." Mm-hmm. As as someone who the person that I love most in this world has blue hair, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's even fucking funnier. Uh, but I did say, I did say, some women, some women. That's good. Also, P- Patricia's making a very uh, very astute observation with USIC in all caps. USIC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, Jennifer. Well, you know what, fuckface? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would check on the candidates if any of them would check in. All right? This is my fucking show. Go back to your little fucking troll cave and make me... <laughs> I was just going to ask if John, like, died or something. <laughs> he left. I don't, I don't know what happened to him. Maybe they've been watching the show and they're like, there's no fucking way we're going to tie ourselves to this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to announce my victory on this show either. <laughs> uh, I keep clicking over into the New York results knowing that they're not going to come in for another half an hour. But I keep looking just in case. Yeah. So New York had one of the most fucked up things on our ballot. Uh, we actually had a state constitutional amendment proposal on our ballot to change our version of the First Amendment or the, the first article of our Constitution. It's not even in the amendments, but Article 1 of the New York State Constitution is where it breaks down most of what's in the Bill of Rights for the National Constitution. And we're trying to change that to get to articulate everyone's uh, right to clean air and water. And I'm terrified about where that's going to go because they have not given any indication about any sort of legislation or any of what they're going to do with that once it goes through. Nothing. 
I've looked. I can't find even just like a a recording of the state Senate, like talking about some shit, nothing. No one said anything about what they're going to do with this, but they're trying to make it to where uh, clean water and air is now a constitutional right in New York state. And that's going to pass with flying colors. I, in no, almost every ballot initiative in New York passes every single year. It's just always. So that's going to be interesting. So, yeah, so my, my problem with this kind of stuff is that sounds great, right? Like, who wouldn't want clean air? Who wouldn't want clean water? Mm-hmm. What most people don't think about is how do you define that? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> the right to life is easily defined, right? Like, you can, like, it's a universal concept of, oh, I have a right to live. You don't have the right to, to end my life or take it from me. Um, this, you know, the, the second amendment states, you know, shall not be infringed the rights of the average American to bear arms in order to maintain a well-regulated militia. It's, it's very specific and it's very well understood, or it's, I guess it's not so much well understood anymore, but it was understood then that you have the right to own guns so that you can protect yourself and your nation if you need to. Mm hmm. Yeah, and and there there was also a, a clause about like health, healthy. So I don't I don't remember exactly how it was worded, uh, but it's it's pretty obvious that this can be used uh, for COVID shit uh, pretty instantaneously because everyone's uh, constitutional right to a healthy life means no interaction with unvaccinated people. That's that's a pretty easy bridge to jump, like even as a very anti-vaxxer, like whatever, just, just on this one vax, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but um, as someone who's like, will definitely never take the vaccine. I can, I can understand that logical uh, train of thought of like, Oh, well, if I have a right to live healthy, that means that I have a right to not interact with someone who's unhealthy. And like, there's no way that this ends well, none. So I'll give you an out on that one. Uh, what I'll say is I'm not anti-vaccine. I've always said, if you feel like it's your best solution, do it. I'm just not pro-government forcing people to take it. And I assume that's kind of close to where you're at too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely am a little bit more anti-vax than probably your average libertarian with that that same opinion. Because uh, So I, I started off with exactly what you said but then i spent the last year and a half almost a year now uh working with a couple of like actual scientists with like actual degrees and actual like career history in this stuff researching this stuff and reading studies and and like digging into all of the history behind this vaccine and the people that made it and the people that are pushing it and at this point, I am very much like, don't take it. It's probably not a good idea unless you are in a high risk group, uh, in which case, yeah, take the vaccine because don't die. Yeah. But if you're I not going to die of COVID, don't take it. Yeah. And, that's where and I'm kind of, and That's kind of the weird thing, too, is. What they classify as high risk is one thing, but the people, like, I know people that are in their 20s and 30s that have died from COVID. 
with no underlying conditions, but yet 90,000 people every year without underlying conditions or so, so I should say 90,000 to 120,000 people every year die from the regular seasonal flu. Um, some of yep. those are not high risk people from dying from the flu. Uh, should we mandate flu vaccines? No, because that's fucking stupid, right? Like, like the flu changes every year, but so does COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, it, I, I told my grandparents when it came out, I said, "Look, y'all are both high risk. You should probably look at taking it." I said, "I'm not going to tell you to take it." I said, "Do what you want to do, but you're you're probably in that category where you should take it." Mm-hmm. Well. Fast forward a few months. Now they're yelling at me or one of my grandparents uh, has yelled at me because I am not taking it and I'm going to get my children killed. Uh, But all four of us in this household have had it. And now my kids will grow up better off because they've had that exposure to COVID at a young age. And anyone who knows about the anatomy of young children will know that once they're exposed to something, their body will adapt to it much better than older people. Like I'm 27. Um, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to adapt as well as them, but I'm not like I'm 70 where I'm just going to get it. And just, mm, my walker. <laughs> but yeah, when I, it, when it first came out, I was in the headspace. Like I said, I was, I was kind of, I was very neutral. Um, and I actually considered it a little bit because I travel a lot. Uh, and I talked to a lot of people, but when when it first became available, I was in a position where I had I worked in fourteen states last year. I knocked between between door knocking and signature gathering. I spoke to over a hundred thousand people last year, um, and I did not get well. There's now I think that I probably got it. Uh, early on in 2020, but I didn't really realize what was going on back then. Uh, obviously, like no, none of us did. We're talking like January 2020 before anyone was really talking about it. Um, so I'm sure that the natural immunity is what enabled me to do this. But I worked in 14 states, took a dozen planes over a dozen buses and a couple dozen uh train rides i talked to a hundred thousand people and i was fine i was like i'm not going to get a vaccine that could mess with the immune system that allowed me to talk to a hundred thousand people last year and not get covid so i'm just gonna not take it and then once it started being like mandates and all this other shit and and it was clear that that it wasn't science backing them trying to push this and that it was something else i was like all right yeah definitely no i'm good and then I started working so, with my friends, and now I'm very much against it. <laughs> so I've got a couple comments I'm gonna bring up here. For one of them, so both of them are from Tom Ashlock. So he said, "COVID killed more." Talking about the flu versus COVID. Yes, COVID killed more people in the last two years than the flu did. But the reason being is the human body has it doesn't have a developed response understanding of how to to handle COVID SARS. So. As we progress into future years, you'll see those death rates go down. It will never, I don't give a fuck what anyone tells you, it will never go to zero. That's not a thing. The flu has been around for 100 years or more, and it's never been at zero. It will always mutate. 
And that goes into the second point with the second comment he made, which is like chicken pox, however, is stopping the spread and keeping it from mutating. It does not stop the spread. There is zero scientific evidence that it stops any spread. There is zero evidence that it stops any kind of uh, retention. So like uh, earlier on the show, I talked about uh, Jen Psaki, who is fully vaccinated. With the booster and everything. With the booster, has COVID. So there's zero evidence that it'll stop you from getting it. There's zero evidence that'll stop you from spreading it. There's zero evidence that it'll stop it from mutating because viruses, as it jumps from host to host, will naturally mutate, whether you have a shot for it or not. People with the flu vaccine. I've gotten the flu vaccine in the last two years, or not the last two years, but the uh, 2019, 2018, I had it, taken the flu vaccine. Uh, I think one of those years I still ended up with the flu and it was worse than like, it. like I almost never get the flu. I've had the flu probably twice in my life. One of those years is with the flu shot. And it was not a, like an off year where like they uh, uh, were like, Oh, we misguessed it. They were like, no, we nailed this perfect. And I still ended up with the flu and I missed a couple days of work or whatever. Cause back then people weren't fucking insane. Um, but I mean, it's like the COVID shot, and it's not even a vaccine because the CDC has already like admitted that they changed the definition of a vaccine to define what this COVID shot is. It's not preventing people from getting it. There's zero evidence of that. There's no evidence that it's preventing transmission. They've already acknowledged the transmission rates are basically the same. Um, like, like, do I still think that people should get it that are high risk? Absolutely. I mean, any shot in the dark is a shot worth taking. But this idea that we all get vaccinated and it cures our problems is it's not. No, it, it doesn't prevent death, Tom. It, it really doesn't. Um, some people it may, some people it may not. It, it is a 100% individual response. Some people may have the vaccine and die from it. Some people may not. Cough, cough, it's, Colin Powell, cough, cough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is. Like, this idea that science is finite and can never change is, is, is it's abhorrent. It, it, it spits in the face of actual science because anyone who has a degree in science will tell you that science changes every single day. If we believe science was finite, we should still think the Earth is flat and that the Earth is the center of the universe which is we know is not true because science disproved its own science. Mm-hmm. We'd also still be cutting people open and bleeding them out to cure them of COVID instead. Yeah, letting, bloodletting. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, so, so yeah, they're, like, Tom, Tom's making one point. Like, it is, it is pretty well documented that having the COVID shot... Um, does uh, make the symptoms better or not as bad. Uh, you're you're less likely to die. You're less likely to end up in the hospital yeah, if you're vaccinated. Mitigation of symptoms. Yes. Um, which is like where my dad is at. Like my dad's absolute number one fear in life is to be put on a ventilator. Like that 
has always been like being like in a vegetative state like that has always been like the most crippling fear in his life. So he's sitting here like, all right, there's a there's a shot out there that it's proven, at least at this point, uh, to stop me from being in that situation that I've been terrified of since I was a teenager. Maybe I'll take it. He still hasn't yet, but like he's considering it for that reason. And I get that, like, especially if that's such a a crucial thing in your head that's terrifying you. Like, all right, yeah, this will probably keep you off of a ventilator. But will it also cause other problems? Possibly. Will it stop you from getting COVID? No. Will it stop you from giving someone else COVID? No. Will it definitely stop you from being on a ventilator? Also, no. Oh. <laughs> A shot in the dark is worth until it's the ATF shooting your dog. <laughs> it doesn't even need to be dark for them to shoot the dog. We'll do it in front of you in the daytime, in front of a camera, and then we'll yeah. say you did it. <laughs> oh God! Always true. But no, but like, like I get it. Like some people have this. Like, so I'm one of those people that have this fear of being completely helpless within my own body. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I have a DNR, like a do not resuscitate order. Like, I, if, if I'm going, just let me go. Let me go. Yeah. Just let me go. Like, I've got a life insurance policy. It's fucking Mac Daddy. My wife will be rolling around with new tits in a fucking new car tomorrow. Um, but it just let me go. Like if if like I don't wear a seatbelt because of the simple fact that if I get into an accident, I don't want to be like I don't want to be rolling around like Tom Quee with broken legs. I'd just rather you throw me out the windshield and be done with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I will. Wear, I, I do wear I, a seatbelt sometimes. I wear a seatbelt depending on who's driving. If I'm driving, I'm fine because a uh, airbag. Uh, B. I'm a good driver. Uh, if if my girlfriend is driving, I put a seatbelt on it, it, the second I get into the car. Because <laughs> she's crazy. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Um, but <clears throat> I... Uh... Yeah, I just... I just I, I'm, I'm worried that like like I've seen like the horror stories from like VA clinics where like someone comes out of like surgery for like pancreatitis or some shit and then they come out with like like a vasectomy or some dumb shit like how how do you fuck that up like I've I've had I've had surgery like I had my knee worked on when I was in high school like I blew it out to the point where I couldn't even walk on it mm. um and I'll tell you this uh, when the doctor wrote no on the knee that we weren't going to work on, and then yes on the knee we were going to work on, I had second guesses. But I was already <laughs> jacked up to the machine, and I was like high as fuck, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> this is not a good spot to be in. Like, I'm already here. I can't back out now. But but when that son of a bitch wrote yes, and then <laughs> no, I was like, What? Wait, just just wait. in case in the moment they didn't remember their re- left from their right. What? Like, <laughs> do they not know going in like this is a left knee operation? 
Or... Well, apparently, that is a very common thing that they'll go into a surgery and do the wrong surgery. <laughs> I don't want a doctor that's like, hey, so you remember how you were supposed to have a colonoscopy? Well, guess what? You've got a new pancreas. What? I mean, maybe my pancreas needed some replacement. I don't honestly remember health class enough to remember what a pancreas does. No, so I might I might have fucked it up in the with all the the drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Not liver. If I go in, if I go in for like. <laughs> If I go into a dentist and he gives me a new liver, I'll probably give him a tip. Yeah. But uh, because I I know I need that. I know that's one <laughs> of those things that's like, it's like you you're driving a Chevy and you know you're going to need spark plugs, but then like you're supposed to get all changed and they do the plugs anyway. Like that's fair. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew that was coming. Yeah, I mean Tom is making a good point that getting a new pancreas is better than uh probably a colonoscopy. <laughs> Is that a Rebel Alliance tattoo? Nice. And then I got that on the other side. And then where the fuck is it? Right here. I got the the Axe of Ares. Nice. Battle Axe of Ares. Yeah. Break my arm doing this. It's the Oh, you got gotcha. like Yeah. Uh, I have a a good friend of mine has a Rebel Alliance t-shirt and his wife calls it his Wu-Tang Clan shirt. <laughs> All right, so I've, I've found two reasons why domestic abuse is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is if your wife joins Mom's Demand Action, totally acceptable. If she if she claims your Star Wars shirt is a is a Wu Tang, see that's even that bad. I don't know that that's acceptable because Wu Tang is pretty cool, right? That's 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 okay. That that evens out. We're fine. We're good on that. But and it is watch, pretty like, close. Like if you put the logos next to each other, I can understand the confusion ish. If you've never seen Star Wars, but yeah. that's a reason for like you shouldn't marry someone that's never seen Star Wars. That was his first mistake. So, I've been married for some years, and uh, my wife has yet to watch the beginning to end of all Star Wars movies. Um, but she's watched the new the 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 last three beginning to end with me. Um, but she's not watched all the the original trilogy and then the the pre trilogy. Um, to be fair, though, uh, the only movie that you need to see in the pre trilogy is Episode Three, because uh, that's the, I mean, that's the one that's if you're gonna watch a single movie in the pre trilogy, Episode Three is the one worth watching. That's fair. That was the first movie I ever owned on DVD, like as as myself. So I've seen that so many times. That's that's the first DVD you bought? Mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode 3. That's probably like 14, 15, something like that. 
I'm trying to remember what the first DVD I bought. Like, I bought five DVDs, and then I was like, look, I'll just buy it online and, like, just have it forever mm-hmm. without the scratches. <laughs> but I think you're a little bit older than I am, too. No. You got me by a couple of years. You said you're 27? Really? Yeah. I'm 24. Wow. Turn turn 25 next month. So Yeah, I remember before DVDs existed. I, uh... What'd you just say? I said I remember before DVDs existed. You should, too, right? Like, Uh, I remember when VHSs were the only... I remember, I remember. So when we lived in North Carolina, we would like I would go to watch a, a VHS tape, and I'd throw it in the player, the the, the VCR. Like, yeah, let's watch this. And they'd be like, at the end of it, like, fuck, and like pull it out and throw it. Like we had like a one of those automatic rewinders. Like it rewound it really fast. Like it was mm-hmm. that was its only job. Uh, this is for the children who are like now watching who <laughs> don't remember the Dark Ages. Um, <laughs> But it would rewind it really fast. It would take like 20 minutes, something like that. And you pull it out and you slap it in so you could watch the movie. My old man had the original set of uh, VHS tapes for the original three movies for mm-hmm. Star Wars. And I was like, I was like, look, do you still have these? I'll buy them off you. And he threw them out years ago. I was like, you fucking uh... asshole. Do you know how much those would be worth now? Like, yeah, you know, nobody has a VCR. Like, just having that alone because it was like the the special edition, like all three of them in the box set. Mm-hmm. We we still have that. I <laughs> my parents my parents kept all of it. My mom uh, watches VHSs regularly, like between Gone with the Wind and the North and the South, and all the, like all of her favorite movies are still on VHS. And my dad has gone out and bought her DVD copies of most of these movies and like Blu-ray, like special edition boxes. Like she has this, I, I, I was actually joint present for me and my dad a couple years ago. We got her like this awesome, like gone with the wind, like DVD Blu-ray set. It's in a fancy little box and everything. I bet she still watches it on the VHS sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> see, the reason I can see VHS making sense is if when they went to the digital version, they changed it. Um, I don't know but, if that. I have no idea. I don't care enough about Gone with the Wind to pay attention. <laughs> God, that movie is awful. It's so boring. Okay, so let's let's. So we're still waiting on literally fucking anyone to come into this chat. So not not like the 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 text chat, the the backstage or whatever the fuck they call it. What is the worst movie you think you've ever seen? Like the absolute worst. So, like, actually worst or, like, best worst? Because I, I kind of like shitty both. movies. So, like, best worst, uh, there's a horror movie called Rubber. It is is about an hour, uh, like an hour and 15 minutes or so. So, fairly short. Um, the entire movie is about this, like, demonic tire that, like, rolls around this town in the desert somewhere. It looks like Nevada or some shit. And like blows people up with its mind, but it's it's a tire. Like the main character is literally just a tire that's just rolling around, 
is the dumbest movie. There's it's it's kind of like pulp fictiony where there's like seven different storylines going on at the same time and you're just mad confused throughout the whole thing. It's horrible, but also wonderful. <laughs> Patricia says Robert Met- is hilarious. And Jennifer, Jennifer says, is watching so good. Nice. I've never I've never heard of this movie. So my dad and I went to like a horror movie drive-in night where they they played like uh, Scream Four and Scary Movie, whatever, whichever one was new. And they like Rubber was one of the four movies that they played. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. But I've seen it three or four times since because I keep having to show my friends this movie because it's horrible but also glorious. <laughs> so the worst movie i've ever seen like the absolute worst movie is the mist i've heard about it because my dad's seen it but i haven't watched it yet so basically there's a scene in the movie where the the lead character is running from this monster or whatever and she's like and it, the camera pans back and it's like walking real slow. Ah! And she falls into a hole, like a giant <laughs> hole that's been dug out. And like this monster is standing there looking at her in this hole. And it just walks off. Like it's like a, it's like a 12 to 15 minute segment of her running through this forest. And it just says, ah, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, now I have it's to watch so this movie. Bad, dude. It's awful. Uh, to answer Patricia's question, yes, this was at the Midway Drive-in in uh, Minetto, New York, which is bumfuck nowhere. It's a great. Sean, yeah. Sean Thorne says Jason Statham Statham's movie Dungeon Siege, which is another movie I've not heard of. Dungeon Siege. I, I can't think of very many Statham movies that I've seen that aren't like one of his uh, like series is like Transporter, ex, I think Expendables and like those kind of shit. What was you might know this movie. What was that movie? Um, It was Jason Statham and he's been drugged with some kind of thing that's going to like stop his heart. It was like adrenaline or something like that. Hmm. Uh, like is that one of the movie. transporter movies? No, uh, it, this was an entire different series. Like they actually made two of them. Um, like the final scene in the movie, he jumps out of a fucking plane um, with no parachute. Nice. Somehow he survives. <laughs> um, but like the entire movie is him just getting this adrenaline rush because it's the only thing keeping his heart going. Um. And so, like, he's, like, snorting, like, fucking nose spray, which doesn't, like, it doesn't exist like that anymore. Like, they don't have the the chemical in it that has... Mm -hmm. Crank! Yes! Tom, thank you. Crank. Yeah, so they made Mm. a Crank 1 and a Crank 2. It's not not a bad movie, but it's not a good movie. It's, like, probably an A-plus in the B-rate films. Hmm. Well, it's like it's like a B plus in the B rate films. Let's be real. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, I also don't think I've ever heard of Pluto Nash. 
John Thorne says, hey, a tail gunner in World War II survived a no-parachute jump. I call that realistic. Okay, but did he hit stuff on the way down? I mean, if if, if it's if it's low-flying and he's hitting trees and shit on the way down and he's, like, fucked up, that's one thing. Eddie Murphy is Pluto Nash, is what Patricia says. All right, well, now I'm intrigued. It's from O2. Yeah, he hit pine trees. See, it, so in the movie, he basically jumps like from low orbit and hits the concrete and bounces like 20 feet in the air. That's not realistic. Yeah, the pine trees would have slowed him down. I've heard other things similar to that where people have jumped or fallen out of planes or jumped out of planes and they've hit things on the way down and it slowed their descent. But I've yet to hear a story where someone hit nothing, hit concrete, and survived. Because basically at that point, you're at terminal velocity and you're... Yeah. Okay, Patricia's asking for results. She says it's 904. Any new NY results? So let's uh, hit the, let's the goggle. All right. I so far the pages that I have pulled up, none of them are reporting anything. They should be here pretty soon. Normally they like as soon as nine o'clock hits, there's a bunch of it. That's a little bit weird. But so far, still everything says zero. Well, they've got to figure out how many votes they need to steal from libertarians to give to Democrats. You know, one of these pages that I have pulled up just has us all under other. It doesn't even have the Libertarian <laughs> Party. Oh, here we go. Don't... Washington Post has election results up already. Um, Don't fucking other me, bro. Ouch. Okay, but this doesn't have... This has to be... Oh, never mind. Okay, never mind. Backing up. I was like, this can't be right. That was the fucking primary results <laughs> from earlier this year. Nice. I was like, wait, Andrew Yang wasn't still running. Why did he get so many votes? <laughs> okay, here we go. New York Times has... Obviously, Eric Adams won mayor of New York City in a fucking landslide. Um, now it wants me to log in to see more because the New York Times sucks. Jesus oh, the paywall. Fuck anyone that's a news organization with an actual paywall. Well, they're too good for the common folk. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you shouldn't be poor, David. If you weren't poor, you could be a part of the inner circle. There we um, go. So Stacy Pressman currently has 0.26% of the vote. Um, and that is the only one that has... Uh, let's see here. John Tobacco, our comptroller candidate, has 2.6%. And Devin Balkind, our public advocate candidate, has 1.1%. None of them have broken 1,000 votes yet. People didn't vote for the guy with the last name Tobacco. That's fucked up. That's racist. Right. 
Maybe uh, maybe what New York should do is ban uh, new ports. They would not get away with that shit in New York. They tried to do that in California, and it went over in some cities. But New York would New York would not allow that to happen. So you remember when the Biden administration was talking about banning uh, menthol flavored cigarettes because black people were dying too much from like mm-hmm. uh, cigarette related illnesses. I'm like, look, let's just just go ahead and be full on racist at this point. Like, just go ahead and say you're going to ban Newports and don't even call them Newports. Call them the slang term for Newports and just just fucking dive into it. Because apparently at this point, he can call black people whatever he wants to and get away with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, black kids are just as smart as rich kids. Um, huh. Yeah, I <laughs> God damn it. He's, like, He's done so much <laughs> random goddamn bullshit and gotten away with it. I'm like I'm a little bit jealous, not going to lie. Like I wish that I could say that much fucked up shit and still be president in the United States. Trump said grab him by the pussy. And I he thought didn't the say entire planet from a campaign end. podium though. Like yeah, no, they didn't. It's like behind closed doors, right? Like if he had come out to a campaign rally, and or like a uh, while he was running for office, getting interviewed by like Kennedy on Fox Business or something, and she's like, "Well, you know, you've had a lot of attractive females in your life. Well, tell me something about that." And he goes, "Well, when they're rich, you just let them grab them by the pussy." Like he didn't say that as a candidate. If he had done <laughs> that and gotten away with it, that would be different. <laughs> but to be fair, to be fair, when you're when you're at that level of rich, I mean, it's almost to that point you can basically say and do what you want to. I mean, the, the real problem, I think the real reason everyone was pissed about the grabber by the pussy comment is because everyone in this goddamn country knows that he was 100% correct. <laughs> so have you, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, that that comedian from Texas. Um, uh, fuck. He put on a lot of weight after his divorce. Uh, but What's his name? Not Ron White, right? No, no. I love uh, Ron White. Ron, Ron White's always been a fat fuck. Um, that's true. Uh, Foxworthy? No, he's from Tennessee. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But he, uh, he, he. Anyways, I don't remember where I was going with that. Anyway, so fuck it. Um. <sighs> I'm, I'm so fucked up now. We're uh, we're about halfway there. Eh, a little, little more than half, but um, no. Larry the Cable guy is from Arkansas. Patricia. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Too... All you Southerners are the same to us. Anyways, the racist has been removed <laughs> <laughs> to the gulag. To the fucking gulag. Uh, be drunk in a bar bootleg. I have done that, and it's expensive, and I drink at home now because it's cheaper. As long as you're not drunk in public. 
Uh, I don't know where public is, but I, I don't live there. So, <laughs> anyways, um, Anything but yeah, Joe made sticks in line is southern. Exactly. Thank you, Patricia. <laughs> Shut up, <dude. laughs> you're all southern to me. Like the guy that lives on the fucking North Pole. Like you all live south of me. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Sean. You're also a fucking Canadian, so fuck off. <laughs> well, technically, Alaska came from Russia, so I mean, they're technically Russian. Hey, he should have worked on Tulsi Gabbard's campaign with me. <laughs> he should he should have worked on. Oh, what was uh, what was John McCain's uh, Sarah VP Palin? Candidate? Yeah, he should have worked on Palin's campaign. I can see Russia from my back porch. Dude, I hit Eskimo with that all the time and she fucking hates me for it. <laughs> Why do we have that? Why does everybody say that? Because that's like the only person we know from Alaska besides you. Mm-hmm. So, and I, look. Alright, so we'll go into this. We'll go into this. we get real here. If I can get this, whatever the fuck it is out of my eye. David, so you're from New York. Mm-hmm. If you hear someone from the South, now don't lie to me. Be real with me. If you hear someone with a Southern accent, do you immediately like assume that they're basically fucking retarded? No, not at all. Uh, I've spent way too much time in the South to think that. Uh, there's a bunch of smart ass people down there. I actually, I have a problem where if I spend too much time in the South, I have a Southern accent. I did both this year and last year because I spent months campaigning in the South. And no one in the South wants to hear somebody knock on their door and, and talk like like this. Uh, so, you know, you soften your voice a little bit. And then I, yeah, I, I'll actually go into a full ass Southern accent if I spend more than like two, three weeks knocking doors in the South. So I have lived in different parts of the world. I've lived in different parts of the United States. When you have a Southern accent, people pretty much assume that you're fucking retarded. Like they're they're like, oh, this guy fucks sheep. And like, he doesn't know what two plus two is. And they immediately assume that you're the biggest racist on the planet. So that I do assume. Yeah. So the, the, the accent really does it causes problems for some of us like university of Tennessee has a phenomenal uh, engineering program, but most of the people that go there sound like me. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a struggle there. (laughs) Um, So, so, you know, Sean Hickman, of course, unfortunately. So he, he, uh, he did a tell all the other day. And he was telling me that uh, when when the first time he heard me speaking on Clubhouse, he thought this guy's a fucking idiot. Where they fucking drag him from? And then it wasn't even like two days later. Like there was a very serious discussion going on, and I was involved with it. And he's like, "Holy shit, this guy's not a fucking inbred." But that's that's the problem with the South. Like everyone assumes like there's this massive propaganda scheme where everyone thinks the South is fucking stupid. I live in the South, and I assume pretty much most of the people here are fucking stupid. 
I mean, look, I'm just gonna be real. <laughs> the propaganda works. Like, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> at least you admit it. I mean, I'm gonna be real. Like, there's a lot of people. Oh God, Bill Redpath's calling me. I'll, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Um, that's a that's a that I, I'm I'm having a good time. Uh, I'm sure Bill's a great dude. That's a tomorrow problem. Anyways. I know he's not watching this. He, he, uh, yeah. Anyways. No, yeah, like, like, I'll listen to people talk. Like, I work in eastern Tennessee. There's people I've worked with that have said things that were like, I know that they're not racist, but they've said things in a way. I was like, dude, you sound like a fucking, like, like you should be wearing a fucking white robe, burning crosses in someone's yard. And, uh, it's, it's pretty funny. I've quit. I've quit tracking on the fucking comments. Like these people are fucking animals. Like between Tom, Sean, and Patricia, they're just going fucking ballistic. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm talking shit to my old campaign team because I'm not gonna lie. Kind of chuckling at these uh, these New York City election results. Uh. We had we had a number of candidates. One of them clearly on the top of the ticket uh, as the mayoral candidate, um, and that person, even though it's the the largest election in the city, um, encompassing the entire city, unlike multiple other candidates that we ran who are only like borough wide or whatever, and she has less votes than any of the other candidates. <laughs> Which our our Manhattan borough president candidate is. Uh, outpacing her almost two to one. <laughs> so Tom says, uh, we are just having fun. Might cause issues. Well, you know, Tom, sometimes girls just want to have fun. Um, I have zero problem with whatever y'all say in the comments. Uh, it's look, the meme whore got brought onto this network because of shit. She said in the comments, and it's far worse than anything I've seen tonight. I'm not going into that story again. It's sleepy time for me. Well, old lady, go to bed. Good night. And uh, wake up. Make sure you wake up early for uh, for oatmeal. <coughs> Dan Lewis. Dan Lewis is here. He says, I'm here with the new city council member, Ashley Shade. Dan, I was told... Uh, by someone that you would do a anchor calling moment or Ashley Shea would do an anchor calling moment. So, or actually better yet, if she would like to come on and speak to people real quick, I will send y'all a link. Um, that spells KKK Patricia. So now we know that the North is more racist. Congratulations. Uh, Democrats are still the most racist people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see poor fucking David Fod over here he's like dude this is the biggest clusterfuck I've ever seen bro have you ever seen an episode of my show <laughs> to be fair I don't watch my own shows I just do them and then log off <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> 
just walk away from the dumpster fire. Yeah, I I keep I go back and forth between uh like trying to do like clips and stuff, and yeah, like go, going back in and like finding clips and posting it and promoting the episodes and whatnot. Uh, when I when I have a little bit of extra time to put that work in, I hate sitting through my own show and rewatching it because a I'm a dumbass and B I spend the entire time just critiquing myself like, Oh, you could have said that. Oh, you should have said that. Oh, this comment would have been funnier. Oh, why the fuck did you say that? You moron. <laughs> but see, that's, that's, that's kind of the interesting thing is you can tell who the real narcissists are by who admits to watching their own episodes. I don't watch any of my own shit. I don't even fucking watch. Like if I'm not watching some of my other people's stuff, um, they, I trust them to do what they do, and I just I do hands off. I'll just like pull the audio and upload it to Anchor. But man, like there are some people I know of that do listen to their own shit, and they think their shit don't stink. And I'm like, bro, I would, I would not do that. I I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch my own shit. Yeah. Yeah, I really, oh. it's not fun. Yeah, well, we've got uh, the newly elected councilwoman, Ashley Shade. Can we bring on? Let's do it. How are you doing, councilwoman-elect? Hello, everybody. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Well, we were pulling up your results earlier. I don't have them up now because I got sidetracked like a puppy dog. Um, but yeah, you you performed very well in this election. Uh, what's going through your mind right now? Uh, a lot of things. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> uh, it's it's been a long, hard race and a long uh, day for sure. Um, it's it's going to be really exciting um, to be not just a libertarian, but very openly libertarian in a nonpartisan race uh, and to be openly transgender as well. And to win a seat, uh, it's historic. Uh, I'm the first libertarian to win an, uh, you know, an election here in North Adams, the first trans person to win an election in my county anywhere. Um, so we're, we're, we're setting history tonight. It's awesome. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it like every election that libertarians win is just one step closer to a better future. Um, I mean, it's 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 a great thing. Uh, so congratulations. And uh, yeah, hopefully you get to uh, relax a little bit uh, until you have to. When 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 would you take office? Uh, I would swear in in January. OK. Yeah, I'll so, be swearing in right in the beginning of January. Yeah, so you get a couple months off to relax and hang out and do Not literally really. anything other than. <laughs> <laughs> I'm time off. I'm the state chair, so I have I have work oh, to do yeah. in Massachusetts, and and I'm the chair of outright, so I have work to do there as well. So um, I get a break from this work, and then I get to pick it back up in two months. <laughs> well, I mean, at least at least it's one less thing. Yes, for a couple for, months temporarily. Yes. <laughs> Might get an extra fifteen minutes of sleep here. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, at least as a good elected libertarian, there shouldn't be too much work to do once you get into office. 
Isn't your job well, just like uh, shit? I'm, how, do, how am I spacing on the dude's name? Uh, the guy from fucking Parks and Recreation, Ron Swanson. There we go. Oh, just Ron, Ron Swanson. Swanson it. Yeah. You gotta just like your entire mission there is just derail everything. Well, unfortunately, our city has a lot of infrastructure issues that are going to need to be dealt with. But mm. what I get to do is propose libertarian solutions to them. Um, you know, we have some water and sewer issues, and, and hopefully I can convince people to privatize some things, uh, help help us sell off properties that the city shouldn't be owning anyway. Uh, you know, those types of things. Those are really big things that you can do on a local level, on a small local level, that are really important, uh, you know, and they, and they help help save the taxpayers money. So anywhere that I get to do that, I'm going to be excited. And then there's a bunch of ordinances that get in the way of uh, businesses operating. They get in the way of, you know, we have a parking ban from November 1st to April where cars can't park overnight on the streets. Um, it's in effect for snow. And I get it when it's snowing, but when it's not snowing, you should be able to park wherever the hell you want. Um, so that's something I'd like to change. So there's, you know, there's there's basic ordinances in our city that interfere with people's lives that don't need to. Um, I'd love to change a lot of that, make it easier for business to operate. And of course, um, work on these problems that we have as a, as a city um, and find libertarian oriented solutions to them. Nice. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of that. Like, <clears throat> people focus on presidential elections. People focus on the big, the the big sexy national elections, right? Like, like, oh, we gotta worry about Congress. We gotta worry about the president and all this shit. But the majority of the legislation that oppresses you day to day is at your local level. I mean, it's your city, it's your county, it's your, it's sometimes your state legislature. So those those races are like. Those are the the races that libertarians can make the biggest difference because one libertarian in a sea of 500 some people, I'll say that that's not a huge thing, but one libertarian in a sea of, or in a, in a room of six or seven other people can make a huge wave. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what's the, What's what's the celebration plan for tonight there, uh, Ashley Shade? Uh, well, I, I stopped off. We, we have a new mayor that was just elected in town, the first time we've ever had a, a female mayor in our city. Um, so I was able to go see both uh, candidates. And uh, now uh, my team just ordered some food, and we're about to go eat and drink champagne and uh, enjoy the rest of the evening. <laughs> well, what, what, uh, I, see, uh, I see a little baby face Dan Lewis in the background there. And Lou flew out from Chicago to be in North Adams, Massachusetts for the election. And he was with me at the polls all day. And here's Michael Burns, my campaign manager. Hello. So it was my dancing at the polls that got those final votes heard. Yeah, so it was it was Danny's <laughs> poll. It was Danny's poll dancing that got me the vote. Well, so you know in campaigns, by the way. I think I'm the first libertarian ever to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so what is a councilwoman elect? eat on election night y- y'all said y'all ordered food so what What do y'all eat uh, i'm having wings tonight i want some wings so uh, i'm getting some hot wings and uh yeah that's that's my go-to i gotta oh, celebrate there you go. hot wings and champagne that's that's the dream that, that's a hell of a combination <laughs> <laughs> spicy and sweet it's it's yeah, all good spicy and sweet there you go just like dan lewis 
A little nutty, maybe. <laughs> Dan Lewis is a chicken wing. Basically. He's a basically. He's about the size of one. Love you guys. Well, Councilwoman elect, we would like to congratulate you on your victory tonight, and uh, we expect to see big things from you in the future. Hell Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate uh, you having me on, and uh, I look forward to uh, looking in tonight and watching more Libertarians win elections. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Thank y'all have all. a good night, and go celebrate and uh, party hard. It's it's a well-earned victory. Thank Woo! you. Good night. Good night. <laughs> good night. I did just get uh, one more update from a New York City race. Uh, one of our candidates is at 18.3% uh, in his district. He's not going to win, uh, but that is still a pretty... <laughs> I mean, the fucking, yeah, I mean it's new. we're talking New York City here. None of, none of our candidates were actually going to win, but eight, uh, like he's, he's show, like trending to break 20%, which I would be a drastic uh, record set in New York City. I currently, to the best of my knowledge, I could be wrong about this because I haven't gone too far back, but currently I hold the record for the largest uh, vote percentage in New York City Libertarian Party history, and that's 3.1% of the vote. So I'm I'm happy to see that record get destroyed by multiple candidates tonight. Uh, that's cool. But 18.2%, that's by far the best we've ever seen. Why don't you just go on record for saying we suck, but this year we <laughs> suck a little less. We suck a little bit less this year than we normally do, which means that next <laughs> year, maybe we'll suck a little bit less. And then maybe the next year, we'll suck a little bit less until maybe we have a libertarian city councilman in New York City eventually at some point in time. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> we suck. But just a little less. Just a little less. I mean, I was proud of my 3.1% in 2019, so... Oh, God. Oh. 110 opposed, unopposed LPPA. 110... Is that victories? Oh, that's how yeah. many unopposed camp- candidates they won. So they're they're definitely going to get that those victories. What the fuck? Bravo, PA. What? She says, yup. 110 unopposed campaigns in LPPA. They know what the fuck they're ha- doing. I don't think we have 110 active members in LPTN. A hundred and ten unopposed candidates? Holy fucking shit. They're looking at a at possibly a hundred and fifty plus wins. Oh hold on, I gotta make a phone call. I gotta I gotta find the number for the fucking LPPA chair. Hold on. I mean they currently have more elected libertarians in Pennsylvania than the rest of the country combined. I think they're at like 70, 73, 74, something like that. Last time I I heard. So they're, they are over doubling their number. That's pretty fucking based. That is based as fuck. Like people are going to scream about Mises or whatever. I don't give a shit. But like libertarians are libertarians. Like 
that that's gonna that's gonna give me some shit tomorrow, but I don't give a fuck. Um <laughs> I was just looking at a tweet you put out. I'm, I'm gonna read it out loud because fuck you. Um, libertarian candidate makes a bad tweet that gets no reach or engagement. Other libertarians share the shit of it to make sure that everyone sees the LP is <laughs> at its worst. Shit was pissing me off because, like, we had a candidate running in Queens who, you know, uh, actually, like. I personally feel a little bit responsible for because I brought him into the party. Um, he's not the best libertarian. He's got a couple of issues that I disagree with him on. He's a new libertarian, uh, but he really wanted to run for city council. He wanted to run before he joined the party. He joined the party like, after he started his campaign. Uh, and he was doing a decent job getting some good outreach, getting like members into the LP Queens. And he had one tweet yesterday where he was talking about or he was talking about how his Democratic opponent wants to defund the police and leave us like helpless and to fend for ourselves or whatever. And like if you care about safety uh, and the police force, like vote for me. Okay, like, yeah, that's not a great tweet. But on the other hand, like he's running for an elected position in a fairly conservative area in New York city the, where a bunch of people are really worried about crime. Uh, that was probably not the worst thing he's ever put out. But what drives me nuts is I looked at the back end of that tweet, like because I, I saw it before the shit went down. Like I saw it early in the morning and like, it still only has like four likes. It's got less than a thousand reach. Like it's, it was not a well-performing tweet. No one was going to see that shit. Until a bunch of fucking fakertarian dipshits decided that they wanted to blow it all out of proportion. So what you were just describing is every tweet I've ever put on Twitter. So thanks for that. Um, not all of us have like four thousand people that follow us on Twitter. They're Mister Fight. Um, not all of us are cool like you. Uh, but Tom Ashlock, I I have a great story for you. So he says, do any libertarians get called liberals? All the time. I have, yeah. So if it's a Republican, they'll call you a liberal. If it's a Democrat, they'll call you a Republican. Or they'll call you a neocon, whatever. Whatever fucking, or a Nazi, whatever the, one of, whatever the fucking choice word of the day is. So uh, Brian Lambert, who is the most libertarian libertarian that I can think of, he does fucking great work everywhere he goes. Like he fucking... He drops trow and bends over for the party. Um, he came out to the region to help with a table that I had set up at a regional fair. And I tried to speak to people. So Brian's from Chicago, which is a very blue area. Mm -hmm. um, well, he's from the Chicago area. He's not from Chicago. Oh, whatever. Fuck it. You can ask him. Um, but this part of the nation is very red. Like pretty much every county except for like around Memphis is red. Mm -hmm. And some guy asked about border policy. And the way I've addressed it is to skirt around it and address 
the other issues that go with that. Yeah. Because Republicans don't don't handle uh, open border policy very well. Uh, shockingly, I know that's that's like a mind blower. Uh, after they elected a guy that was like, well, I, I shouldn't even say they. I I was one of those people that voted for Trump in 2016. That's how recent of a libertarian I am. Um, but Nazi. Yeah, no, fuck me. Um, no thanks. Yeah, you fucking liar. But uh, <laughs> I've been watching you now. Fuck me on that. Um, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so I watched Brian speak to this guy, and basically by the end of the conversation, which was like three minutes long, if that, the guy chucks the papers back at Brian and calls him a fucking liberal cuck. And then Brian, not taking <laughs> shit laying down, he says, when you want to have a real discussion about solving real problems, you can come back and fucking talk to me. And Oof. the guy grabs his, well, the guy was with his kid, but he was cussing first. He's like, well, you ain't going to cuss in front of my kid. And I'm like, you just, you was like slanging some hard Fs at Brian prior to you walking off. So don't, don't act like you're the saint in all this, bro. God. (laughs) Yeah. Tom said, fuck each other. I won't pay. Yeah, the amount of times I've been called a libertarian, uh, mo- most of the time, not even like a, a like insult based off of n- understanding my positions, but just a complete misunderstanding of the word libertarian as a whole. And, you know, people that just don't know that there's a difference between us. Uh, it Yeah, it's. It doesn't help when i mean we we also have like a bunch of people calling themselves classical liberals in our party so that doesn't help no i mean i i do that too like i call myself classical liberal cuz i actually prefer those ideals to like the constitutional conservative bootlicking shit that i was raised on yeah i uh i tell people i am an individual who believes that individual liberty comes first. I don't, I don't, I don't classify. I don't, uh, I don't tag myself to a group. I say I'm someone who thinks that the constitution is weak and that there should be stronger reinforcement of individual rights beyond the constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that same fair, I sat down with a very religious couple and explained why abortion laws don't work. And they, at the end of the day, like within 20 minutes, they were like, look, I guess you make sense. Like it, it what you're saying works. Um, Cause what I had said was you can ban it, right? You can ban it outright right now. But this, so this is a real, keep in mind, this is a very Christian religious couple. And I said, in Genesis the first thing that the Bible teaches people is that Adam was told, Adam and Eve were told not, they could eat from anything in the garden of Adam or a garden of Eve. Sorry. Adam and Eve. Eden. Eden. Fuck. I'm drunk. (laughs) Um, 
they, they could eat anything they want or use anything they want from the Garden of Eden, but this one specific tree, they could not eat the fruit from it. This one specific tree, that's it. Out of this massive garden, they're the only two people. One thing. They still do it. And yep. the way I proposed it, as I said, prohibition still didn't work for God. So why does man believe that they're better than God? And when you when you pitch it that way, especially with abortion to Christians, like it really opens up their minds. They're like, that totally makes sense. Like, like prohibition didn't work for him. Why should we think it'll work for us? And the way I pitch it is give people reasonable options because we don't have that now. We don't. There's like <clears throat> my wife is dying for a third kid. Um, but adoption is so fucking expensive. It's not mm-hmm. reasonable for most people when it costs twenty thousand dollars. It's not. That's that's a year's salary for a lot of people. Well, I guess with a lot of people walking out now, it's not. But <laughs> it, but twenty thousand dollars is half of a lot of people's salary. It's it's all these things and. Why should we expect them to pay that money? Like there are tons and tons and tons of kids in the foster care system that are looking for good homes. Why are we, why are we saying the best option is to kill them when we can say, let's make all the rest of it cheaper and let the market figure it the fuck out because the market does it, does a better job than we do anyways. Always literally a hundred percent of the time. Virtually, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the I think the key tenant for libertarianism uh, that a lot of people miss out on is like, I don't know. Yeah. Like that's that's really what you have to believe to be a real libertarian is that you don't fucking know. Stop trying to tell people shit. Like, you don't know what's better for other people. You don't even know what's better for you. Just stop pretending that you know things that you don't know. And then, boom. That's that's my religious beliefs, too. Like, I don't fucking know, and I'm not going to try to convince you of some shit that I don't fucking know. (laughs) Patricia says, I got an almost 16-year-old I would like to rehome at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's everyone with a 16-year-old. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I I try to make sure that I don't tell people, like, I know for certain. But when it comes to guns, I struggle with that. Like, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be real with you. I'll, I'll cut you. I'll cut you straight. I, I tell people, in a matter of fact, like, guns will save your fucking life. Mm-hmm. It may also kill you. But if you have good training and good morals behind firearms, it's less likely to kill you than the government is. So, um, but if you give people true options, like real fucking choice, like Democrats claim they're pro-choice, right? But their choice is have the kid or kill it. Um, they're not actually pro-choice. They're pro-binary choice. You pro-choice is give people multiple options. Mm-hmm. That's choice. Give like it's like an A B C D E F G thing, not mm. one or the other. Yeah, asking asking your kid, do you want to wear the the red T shirt or the blue T shirt? 
is not the same as letting your kid dress themselves. Two very different scenarios. And as a as a as a guy who is married, uh, it doesn't matter if you choose the red shirt or the blue shirt. It's always wrong because she'll tell you to wear the green shirt. Um, (laughs) So I just told uh, Stacy Pressman's campaign manager, I was like, hey, get Stacy on this show. Um, And he was like, why does this feel like a trap? (laughs) It's, It's not a trap. Like, we've had two people on. I try to be very professional when they're on. And then when it's you and me, like, I'll just be a piece of shit. Because mm-hmm. that's who I am. We now have well, officially have 350 newly elected, currently elected libertarians nationwide. Are you watching the LNC's fucking propaganda? Never. No, I'm talking about Elizabeth. Oh. Liz, are you watching the LNC's propaganda news film thing? Like, I know they're doing a thing tonight. Are you watching that? I'm watching it all. So I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. You're banned. Let me see. Where's the ban button? Uh, okay. I'm such an anarchist. Like, I hate the LP. But it's like, if you're at the bar and you're drunk and someone's like, hey, you want to ride home? I'm like, eh, sure, why not? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll never give a fuck about the LNC again. Ever. She says, she says, fuck you, fucker. Ma'am, we don't want that potty mouth stuff here. Uh, you need to take your fucking language and fucking stop. All right. This fucking bullshit that you're fucking promulgating needs to fucking stop. Like, this language, this absolute abhorrent bullshit. Needs to stop. Thank you. Man, I was going to go a whole different direction with that one, so I'm glad you took it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. Anyways. (laughs) I was going to be like, hey, I'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) I'm still waiting on someone from Jorgensen's campaign to yell at me. I've, uh, so I, I don't think found on that bad. one. I don't think Jorgensen's a bad person. I just think she's a shit public speaker. She she speaks to people like she's in a college classroom, mostly because she's a college professor and because most of her public speaking is in a classroom. Mm-hmm. So she speaks like a teacher, and I hate that shit. Um, yeah, she was the That's, driest, most milk toast thing we possibly could have chosen uh i mean honestly like if she if she had leaned into the fact that like people were saying that she has a sex dungeon that would have made her exciting like that would have been like all right look let's 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 dive into this let's explore it like cnn would have picked it up like libertarian candidate fucking joanne jorgensen has a sex dungeon where she beats people Yeah, she's still yet to confirm or deny that one. I still want to know. I'm 92% sure. I think a lot of us are more than that. Like, I'm, I'm, pretty <laughs> much, 
Like, I'm more sure of that than the survival rate of COVID. <laughs> so it's like, what, 99.99%? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Also, um, like, the, I love the fact that the most press that she got out of anything uh, was from her getting bit by a fucking bat. Dude, that was that was cool as shit though. Like the the rumors going around that she was Batwoman was pretty dope. <laughs> like that got her ten times more publicity than literally any other thing that happened in that entire campaign. That's how milk toast she was though. Yeah, like she could have she... come out on stage shirtless like Spike and still wouldn't have done as much. <laughs> I mean. Maybe that's what libertarians need to start doing. Like, we need to stop looking at like these very serious candidates and just start being fucking idiots, like autistic creatures. Because if you look at Democrats and Republicans, they're putting up like people like Trump and Joe Biden. Like, there's a rumor that Joe Biden shit himself at the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Like, like, <laughs> like forty years ago, that would not have been a rumor. So, I mean, apparently, there's some credibility to having the dumbest possible fucking candidate. Yeah, and honestly like like I said earlier, like we are a party of morons and degenerates. That will always be the case. So yeah, like the this this pretend bullshit uh like oh, well we're going to put on a tie and and try to hide our personalities like no one wants it that's why that's why even as vp candidate spike is more popular than joe because he didn't hide his fucking personality he put on a tie and was professional but he didn't hide his personality and he's a weirdo he is a that's an understatement is legitimately one of the like top five weirdest people I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> and I love him to pieces. And so does everybody else. Cause he's unapologetically spike. Um, and like, there's a reason Tasha married him. Like he is just magnetic in that way because he's stopped trying to pretend that he was normal. And I think like the rest of the party could use that advice. So there, uh, I'll say this. So there are libertarians that are fucking weirdos. Like they're like the creepiest motherfuckers. Like you, like as a dude, I'll be saying the next one. Like I don't want to be here. Like he's gonna fuck me. Um, but it's some same with some of the women. Uh, however, typically in the LP, women are the adults in the room. Ninety nine times out of a thousand, a hundred. Um, but we do need to embrace our weirdness. Um, but we also need to have this idea of how to handle being serious when we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's something I've worked on a lot because like most of what I'll prefer to do is be a goofball and a fucking idiot. But there are times where we have to be dead ass serious. And Spike does that very well. Like when he's in front of a camera, he's a fucking adult. Mm-hmm. When you get him away from the camera and he's out of the public eye, he's a fucking he's a fucking weirdo. He's a fucking nerd. Like he he admits that his name Spike comes from the dragon from My Little Pony. Yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing though. I mean he's he is who he is. He's not gonna like he's not hiding it, 
but he he bring, he's got two personalities. He's got the professionalism, and then he's got the personality. And that's what I think libertarians can lean on. We have both of those things. Yeah, and because we have the best ideas, we have the most congruent philosophy. Um, like we have a lot of smart people uh, are libertarians. We don't have a whole lot of them in the party uh, because we're a joke. But the amount of like good libertarians that we have in society apparently i'm monologuing now fun uh the amount of like good libertarians smart people that we have in society it's a very large number and we can lean into that and we can be that professionalism like we're talking about but also not pretend to be something that we're not because that just doesn't work and the other people in the party will always fuck that up like you can try to be prim and proper and and be just like the other two parties but the second that the like you have this great professional interaction with a voter and they think oh this guy's straight and narrow like this libertarian party it sounds awesome it sounds professional it sounds great then they're gonna google the word libertarian and find either vermin supreme or james weeks or lord buckethead or some other libertarian because those people usually come up first in the google search um and then we're we're back to square one because not only did you misrep like not only did you they no longer believe everything that you said now you lied to them you misrepresented who you were and what your party is and they feel slighted they feel like you literally lied to them and deceived them into liking you when if we were just honest about the fact that like yeah we've got vermin supreme but we also have joe jorgensen and larry sharp like we need to be open and honest about that shit yeah i mean it's If, if if you look at Republicans and you look at Democrats, I mean, they've got their goobers too, right? Like they've got their goofballs. I mean, you got the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the AOCs, like those kind of people that that spout off like just the most insane bullshit you ever hear. And then you got like the Donald Trumps and the Joe Bidens who will say some of the most racist shit, and they're like oh, it's totally fine. Like, I'm running as a Republican or I'm running as a Democrat, so it's fine. But we we do have to be honest about who we are. We're fucking weirdos. We're outcasts from society. That's That's who we are. We are, like, if you look at normal, authoritarian is normal. We're outside of that normal. We have to just start owning that shit. Like, <clears throat> people ask me about... Uh, about Vermin Supreme, I'll say, yeah, he wears a fucking boot on his head. He does it to be funny. You guys are fucking goofy because they're just idiots. Like, <laughs> that's the way we have to start pitching it. Like, yeah, we, we're, we're clowns because that's who we are, and we own it. You guys are fucking clowns, and they're not even trying to be. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and I think Vermin does it better than almost anyone else, except for probably Spike. Uh, you know, they're a little bit, they lean a little bit heavier to the, to the two different sides of it. Uh, cause at first glance, Spike seems normal. And then you find out that he's a weirdo. 
it's vice versa for for vermin you he looks like a whack job and then you talk to him and you're like holy shit you're smart as fuck i actually want you as president like what (laughs) yeah but but yeah they're both they both have that and that's why they were great running mates because they have that yin and yang and they they are able to uh articulate the fact that like we're treating this like a joke because it is because politics is a joke and electoralism is a joke I'm just trying to see if anyone else is coming online or not because uh hitting that three hour mark here pretty soon. Yeah. Like, so like I said, all of the uh ballot initiative proposals uh passed in New York with landslide victories. Well, if you're looking for a new state, LPTN will probably be hiring for a new fundraising uh, director. <laughs> I hate this state. I'm trying to get out. Um, I'm looking at uh, most likely Arizona or Ohio. Why? Uh, mostly people. Um, Arizona's got most of my friends in it. Uh, a, a solid majority of my friends in the LP are in Arizona. Um, and then I was, I was dating a girl in Ohio for a little while. So that's why I started looking at Ohio and now I'm still, I don't hate it. My sister lives out there. So there's kids that I like to see. I don't know. We'll see. I think I I might know who lives out in Ohio. Um, but, uh, plus I got to get away from Tom Queter. Yeah, no, everyone. Everyone needs to get away from Tom Cruise. He's got <laughs> nasty ass feet. Um, but uh, I, I'll say this: I, I, I always try to sell people on East Tennessee. We've got some of the lowest property taxes in the nation. Uh, I bought a three bedroom, one bathroom house for eighty grand. That is not bad, and it sits on about three quarters to an acre. It, most of it's like on a mountainside, so it's not all usable. I'll be real with you. But there are people who I've been talking to who live in California and Washington State and some of these other like dystopian fucking states who mm-hmm. are looking at like selling their fucking like what would be considered middle class home, which is like four bed, two bath home, whatever. Uh, and they would make money moving here, and they're looking very seriously at doing it. I know some people in Florida who are looking at moving here because we've got better gun laws. And if that's not enough, the Barrett 50 Cal is the official rifle, the state rifle for Tennessee. Also, Smith & Wesson just moved to Tennessee. You guys have a state rifle? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that that was a thing, let alone mm-hmm. that it was the Barrett 50 Cal. Good choice. Yep. Well, I mean, Barrett was one of the bigger names that that comes out of Tennessee. Um, mm. But that's 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 how that's how great of a state Tennessee is. Now, look, there there's some shit laws like weed's not legal. But if you move to East Tennessee, uh, Virginia is legalizing it, so you can just you can just buy it from Virginia. I mean, because it's legal to grow in your backyard there, and you just buy it from some dickhead and bring it across the border and uh depending on where you live no one will ever know that you're ever growing it anyway so that's where i'm at here in new york like i 
have an acre. Like I said, I used to fucking skinny dip in my pool. Like if I can get away with that, I'm sure I can get away with a couple of pot plants back there. But my dad still won't let me. Patricia says, I'm a povertarian. Will you be build me a hobbit hut? Uh, actually, I've got some great land I'll sell you. It's oceanfront property. Uh, for the low price of uh, $20,000, I'll sell it to you. And a couple memes. And a couple memes. Oceanfront. I'm actually, pretty see, soon. <laughs> that climate change conversation is real. You will be having oceanfront property in Tennessee. Did, did you see that map that came out? I think you might have shared it on Twitter. Uh, and basically, like like East Tennessee, it was like an island. That was like fucking sweet. My property value is going up. <laughs> Dude, I was actually just talking about that post at dinner tonight because I love it because it was obviously a joke, right? If you actually look at that map, it's the fucking Mediterranean Sea. Like, it's somebody copy-pasted the Mediterranean Sea over onto the U.S. So you could see, like, Italy and Greece, and, like, it's the fucking Mediterranean Sea. And so many people saw that picture and thought that it was actually, like, scientific somehow. And, like, somebody had, had like, figured out what was going to happen. And everyone was arguing about, like, ah, oh, there's mountain ranges here, and there's this there, and, like, this isn't going to... People were having serious arguments in the replies to that tweet when I first found it. And I'm like... That's the fucking Mediterranean Sea, you moron. This is some shit poster that made a map and millions of people are now arguing about dumb shit. And it's hilarious. I love it. So two things. Number one, I didn't recognize it was a Mediterranean Sea, but I did recognize it was bullshit because the day that Virginia is all dry land and East Tennessee is an island, uh, that's the day I knew that was bullshit. Um, Also, uh, Liberty Shamrocker says Rev Wave in Virginia. Glenn Youngkin, who apparently has Democrats that that pose as uh, racists on his campaign. If you know that story, that's funny. Um, is winning fifty two point nine percent to forty six point four, uh, and it's about a two hundred thousand vote differential right now. Oh. 1.4 mil to 1.2 mil. Um, so anyone who's lived in Virginia will know pretty much what the, the blue counties will be. So you got Fairfax County's blue, Prince William County's blue, Virginia City. Wow, Virginia Beach City. That usually goes blue. That's red. Uh, Loudoun County's blue, Chesterfield County's red, Henrico, Norfolk City, both of those blue, Chesapeake. Chesapeake City is red. Fuck. Arlington, Richmond, and Newport News, blue. Alexandria is blue. Uh, Stafford is red. Hampton City is blue. Spotsylvania County, red, which is like middle, lower Virginia. So pretty much anything south. I'm going to go ahead and share it. Fuck it. I'm not going to read all this shit off. It's fucking stupid. Um, so typically, you can see my mouse, right? Yeah. So typically, this section here will go slightly red or heavy blue. Um, this part right here is the the DC considered DC metro. Like this county, this county, and these counties here are the DC metro. Mm-hmm. Those will go blue, which 
These two did not. This is the Richmond area. Goes blue because Richmond City counts for most of the county. And then you'll have like coastal parts of the state that will sometimes go blue, sometimes go red. Um, what's really interesting is this part right here going blue because that's typically very red. This is typically very red. Like a lot of the southern parts of Virginia are very red, but it accounts for so little of the population that it usually doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing like they're kind of a barely, sp- barely blue though by like a hundred or two votes. So it's one percent in these counties. It's was like oh that one's uh, about five percent. Yeah, Brunswick County. Is there a city in Brunswick? There's not. Well, not not a major city. Greensville County. What the fuck? This is wild. I'm gonna have to look into this. Roanoke. Yeah, it's about one percent. Um, Albemarle County. Does Virginia Beach City usually go that red? Because that. That's what I'm the most surprised about. Virginia Beach is very blue, um, typically, but yeah. but I think I think most people in Virginia are tired of Democrats, and McAuliffe is just sucking ass off his predecessor. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, what's his fucking name? Um, Northam. Yes, Ralph Northam was a fucking shit governor for Virginia, and people are probably just tired of it. And that's like a lot of Democrats even recognize like that. He's pretty fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrisonburg city, Frederick County, Winchester city. So that's the County I used to live in Prince William County, the city of Manassas, which, uh, shockingly enough is not a very Republican friendly city. Um, Let's see. Yeah, it's... I would say this early on... Uh, what the fuck? Princess... Princess Blanding? No, she needs a win. Princess Blanding needs a win. With a name like Princess, that's who needs a win. 18,000 votes? Still outperformed every LP candidate. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow that that was an LP candidate. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! There was somebody oh, that ran for uh, for governor in California this year during the recall election. Uh, his name mm-hmm. was uh, Ro- Robert Drake, I believe, and his like his campaign well, tagline. Was submissive and breedable. Uh, he was a Democrat. Like it was, it was a fucking just joke ass like meme lord style campaign, and he beat our candidate by like an entire percent and a half. <laughs> he beat Wildstar. He beat um, well. Wildstar was on the Republican line. Uh, we had the oh fuck, what is his name? The fucking rapey weirdo. Um, no, I'm going to space on the guy's name who we actually ran for governor of uh, California. Um, nope, not going to remember. 
but yeah, you can see like Fairfax County, 1.1 million people. Uh, Prince William County, half a mil. Uh, Virginia B City, another almost half a mil. Loudoun County, like you, you typically see like the larger. And see, Virginia is a weird state because there's a lot of Democrats. There's also a lot of Republicans. Um, like it's a it's a really solid mix. Like you've got majority of the counties that go red, but most of the population is in the blue counties. Like that's two million people right there, basically. Close, eh, about a million and a half. Um, which is Jeff Hewitt. That's his fucking name. I had to look that Jeff one up. Uh, but yeah, he did not do well. He got outperformed by submissive and breedable, which I just find hilarious. <laughs> that is not a libertarian policy we need to push. Uh, oh, he's he's not a libertarian. Uh, Drake uh, was actually on a libertarian podcast a couple of weeks ago where he said that he was pro-vaccine mandates because it pisses off Republicans. <laughs> okay. But but still, that guy beat our candidate. <laughs> so what I'm going to say right now is if if uh, Elon Musk is looking for a slave force for Mars, um, he can absolutely call me. I'll go fucking mop floors for, for free on Mars instead of staying on this planet. Um, this planet's fucked. I've seen the people that live here, and uh, I have a bachelor's in computer programming. So, I mean, like, I'll mop floors with a bachelor's. I don't give a shit, as long as you get me off this planet. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'll join Jess Mears after she marries Elon. I need to be nicer to Jess then, because mm-hmm. if she's gonna met, marry him, uh, she's gonna have to help me out. Being nicer to Jess Mears is always a good plan. She's great. I try to be really nice to her, but I'm about to be extra nice to her. Always a good plan. Yeah. Well. Apparently, no one else is jumping on. Uh, As we're just sitting here smoking. Yeah, we're just smoking. I ran out of alcohol. I forgot to to grab the bottle, so I have no more alcohol within reach of the studio. And so, that's a sad moment. Oh, wow. You, You really did do some damage to that bottle tonight and it's uh let's see 40 percent alcohol by volume 750 milliliters let's see that's it that's all it tells me doesn't tell me the proof well if it's 40 percent it'd be 80 proof Yeah, I just drink alcohol. I don't. I don't care about it. I just if it's good, I drink it. I, well, uh, we can close this out by saying Stacey Pressman for mayor of New York City still is now the most successful uh, New York City mayoral candidate we've ever had, with so far sixteen hundred votes, two point two or point two two percent of the vote. She set a record. That was previously held by a former failed plane hijacker, 
which was our candidate in 2017. <laughs> no, sh- okay. You're not closing out without telling that story. So who's the fucking plane hijacker? Um, his was name is Aaron. Uh, no, his name is Aaron Comey. He was actually the chair of the Manhattan Libertarian Party when I joined the party. Uh, this was like a while ago. So I didn't know. I knew this guy for like three years before I heard this story. Um, but yeah, he was our candidate for mayor in 2017. And set a record at the, that time for the best candidate we've ever had um uh, but yeah he tried to hijack a plane in his 20s um the plane didn't even take off like he tried to hijack it before it took off so they just didn't take off and then he got arrested <laughs> so he didn't even successfully hijack a plane and now we're back to the monologue well, guys, I'm sure once this does wrap up, there will be an after party on Clubhouse that y'all should join in on so you can yell at me for talking too much shit about libertarians. Well, <laughs> see, that's the job of libertarians, though, isn't it? Like to talk shit about libertarians because mm-hmm. it, it is if we're talking about self-accountability, we have to count. We have to account for other libertarians. Yeah. But then we don't because we're individuals and fuck DLP. So, <laughs> um, to answer Patricia's question, I'm pretty sure this was post 9 11. I'm not 100% sure. So, he is definitely on a terrorist watch list. And <laughs> I mean, he's a libertarian. So, yeah. Like, I was a post 9 11 army vet. I worked at a facility that made explosives i am on pretty much every list that they make uh they've spent like 0.00 seconds watching my facebook feed and twitter and this podcast i'm like this dude's a fucking problem uh i've openly talked about invading canada so i mean i mean they wouldn't stop you they would just be like okay sorry well Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what we did, but sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, So I've I've made a lot of jokes about that kind of shit, especially uh, since joining the party. And, you know, it was all kind of fun and games for a while. Like, oh, yeah, we're all in a terrorist watch list. And then uh, last year and this year, I've had... A, a non-zero number of my friends get visited by federal agencies. I've had friends have their houses raided. I've had friends get uh, like scrubbed from everything possible. I've had friends get their bank accounts frozen. Um, I I've had some people uh, that have just like thrown like had to t- completely take apart, put back together like every gun in their house because they thought that something was was put in it i've got friends that know that they're wiretapped like it got real (laughs) last year and now i'm kind of like and i'm good friends with most of these people so i'm definitely on a known associates list at least i I live in that world where if i just come out and say it online like they're not gonna just they're not gonna raid my house they know i'm fucking crazy they know i've got skills and they know I won't go down without a fight. So, I mean, uh, the best part about this 
is if I die, I will live stream it. There you go. So <laughs> there you go. Do it all for the nookie. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> with this shit show being over and probably me going upstairs and crying because no one joined in. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to go hop on my PC and play fucking Cyberpunk because they had a sale this weekend for Halloween. Oh, nice. uh, dude, it's a lot better than what they claimed it was when it's launched, so... Good to know. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Meme Whore is like waiting for me to send her footage of me fucking Keanu Reeves on the game. So, I mean, <laughs> Keanu Reeves is far more annoying in this game than he was in uh, that trilogy he did where like mm-hmm. they shoot his dog. Mm-hmm. Um, John Wick. John Wick. Yeah, he he's he looks more badass, but he's far more annoying. If you've not played the game, he's fucking annoying as shit because he's just like start talking in your ear while someone else is talking. You're like, shut the fuck up. So it's like being married in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't laugh too hard. My wife doesn't watch this, but there's a there's a good chance that someone will send her that clip. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... That's the best part, like, of being a Liberty, Liberty podcaster is, like, I, there's a lot of friends that watch this shit. The people that I'm dating and my family never watch my fucking show ever. I could talk all the shit about my parents or my sister or my exes. Never going to come up. Yeah, my grandmother watches all of my episodes. And, uh, like, there was one episode where I was obviously drunk. Like, I drink a lot. Um, so I handle being drunk very well. Like, that picture, you've seen that picture of me holding Spike Cohen in Tunica, Mississippi? Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I, I started drinking about 8 o'clock that morning. And this is in the afternoon. I was, I'd been drinking a lot. But I'm so used to it that mm-hmm. I held him like a little Jewish boy and held him very closely. And uh, I was fine. People were saying, "Hey, you were drunk. We knew you were drunk, but you didn't look drunk." I'm like, "Yeah, that's 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 why I'm called bootleg." That's like I didn't even come up with the name. Trisha Butler said, "Hey, why don't you just call yourself bootleg?" I was like, "That's fucking amazing because I'm always drunk." Mm-hmm. I like it. I like Patricia proud proud bootleg game 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 game. <laughs> Uh, she's actually I've actually converted her to libertarianism. She's a she's a very stout Southern Baptist, and she agrees with me. Um, probably seventy percent of things. Nice. She she doesn't agree with me on immigration and whatever, but she thinks that people should be left the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Because when you leave people alone, there's no problems. Like, gonna get religious for a second. God and Jesus hate organized religion and government. Facts. Don't believe me? Go read your Bible. Take organized religion out of your mind and go read it. There's there's so many passages where, like, so for example, Moses leads the Jews out of Egypt. 
and they ask God for a leader or for a king. And he says, no, you don't want that. And they're like, yes, we do. And he's like, you're going to regret this. And like, we don't care. He's like, yeet. He gives them a good king at first. And then he goes, shit, real quick. Because, mm-hmm. hey, how does all government start? It's like, hey, we've got Washington. How much better can this get? That's the joke. It doesn't get any better. It gets fucking right. worse. You end up with Trump and Joe uh, Joe Biden fighting on stage over who's the oldest fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I'd argue that we went downhill pretty fucking fast because I think the the most tyrannical president in U.S. history up until like the seventies was Adams, like president number two, was worse than like the next couple dozen after him. So I would. Maybe this is my new Republican coming out, but the the Operation Paperclip with the Nazis, I would argue that FDR was probably worse because there was a lot of shit he had going on in back rooms. And like people argue Wilson, people argue FDR, people argue whoever, but FDR had a lot of fucking bad people in his administration that were doing bad things behind the scenes, and no one knew about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Operation Paperclip, the people think like, oh, there was Nazis working at NASA. Well, yeah, there were. There was also more than three thousand Nazis supposedly working for the United States in Eastern Germany. They were given amnesty for the sole purpose of working for the United States. Yep. I mean, uh, FDR was not a great dude. Like. I, I kind of hope he fell out of his wheelchair earlier in his career. Like, maybe Pearl Harbor should have been DC. That would have that would have made it a lot. That would make American history a lot nicer. Uh, I will I will only make one counter argument to that, and that's at least um, not neither FDR nor Nixon nor Wilson uh, openly arrested every journalist who said anything mean about them which adams did that's fair like yeah the sedition act is is by in my opinion like the most tyrannical shit that the u.s has ever done like uh, up until obviously like modern times like like we've we've passed his record uh through the like patriot act and a bunch of other stuff like that of course but uh the sedition act was like unprecedentedly horrible when it happened and i like a lot of people talk a lot of shit about jefferson but the first thing he did as president was undo that and free all of the journalists I have to give him some respect for that one because he could have just turned it right back around on the Federalists and and used that shit and like continued the two party system from the get go. And he at least he took a step back. I think he's the only president to take a gigantic step back in tyranny. Uh, and I, I think Washington did that as well because like Washington could have mm. probably bit had a had a reign for as long as he was alive. Um. Because he was like the guy that freed America, mm-hmm. but he was like, he was like, look, I'm done. I don't want to do this shit. Like, even he, he didn't even want to be president. Like, there's, there's documents and letters where he was like, look, I don't want to fucking do this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, can you find literally anyone else? They're like, no. He's like, fuck. Okay, whatever. 
Um, that's that's not that's not verbatim. Don't pretty me. Like, close someone though. Someone, someone will be on Twitter tomorrow, like bootleg said. Washington said fuck, and the word fuck didn't come around until like nineteen. Fuck you. Um, I'm but, curious now. I'm I'm about to Google the first use of the word fuck. There was some kind of like study, like yeet, y e e t, was most popular in eighteen ten. <laughs> or like 17 something and someone said like Washington was yeeting corpses before his cool um, <laughs> but uh there's a similar map to the uh, use of the word bro if I recall correctly where it like yeah. peaked in the 1700s and then we brought it back but that's that's once again first attested like, around 1475 which word is it fuck, fuck. yeah 1475 god damn we've been fucking for a while <laughs> well, we've, well, i'll say we've been fucking for longer than that but i mean we're arrogant as a species we we believe like we're, we have very narrow-minded history um we we forget the past that's why communists still exist. Like we're like, real communism never existed. Like, hey, <laughs> let me show you a couple of countries. Uh, the problem with communism is it didn't kill enough communists. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, ladies, gentlemen, the five of you that are still watching, uh, we've had much better numbers than that. But go find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. I may be drunk, but I'm not too drunk to taste this chicken. Um, go follow us on all of them platforms. Uh, I would much rather you follow us on YouTube or the podcasting platforms. Why? Well, the simple reason is is Facebook sucks dick, and they're going to meta. Yeah, meta. Because metadata, I don't know. Anyways, all us on YouTube. Uh, if you liked this episode, you're weird, and you would like to see David fight, <laughs> argue with Will. I might have him on for a Thursday show. If if he's willing to go through this bullshit again, oh hell yeah, yeah! Thanks for having me on, man. This was fun. This is a lot of fun. Look, we didn't have hardly anyone come on. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, so fuck them. Um, it's my goddamn show. Fuck them. Uh, I pay the bills around here, bitch. No, your wife does. <laughs> Actually, no, my sponsors pay the bills. They, they pay the bills for the show. My wife pays the bills so she can beat me daily. That's Help. hot. Help me. Anyways, I know she won't watch it, so it doesn't matter. Anyways. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my abundant thanks to Mr. David Fate, um, for coming on the show tonight. His show is Fight for Liberty. Fight the number four, Liberty. Uh, you can find him on X, Y, and Z platforms. You want to go ahead and pitch that? Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. 
Uh, and then also st- I stream my show to Free Speech Media, which is the network that I'm on, along with a couple awesome great people like Reed Coverdale and Harrison Kemp. Uh, and so that's also on Facebook, Trovo, DLive, and Float. So we're trying to like get some of the non-social media-ish streaming uh, services up. DLive and Trovo are both really like free speech oriented. Um, they're they're basically like game streaming platforms, but because games are naturally a little bit more explicit and horrifying and stuff like that, and gaming streamers are normally pretty vulgar. Uh, they've uh, those types of systems are set up in a way that. They've been quite nice to us as libertarians. So thanks, gamers. Nerds. Oh, well, I am one of the nerds, so you're welcome. Uh, I, uh, my, my biggest gaming obsession. Look, this will be the last thing I say, I promise. It's like three and a half hours. Um, my, like, I, I went trick-or-treating with my kids the other night, and I seen this little kid in a Master Chief suit. Uh, Halo was my first obsession with gaming mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and I wanted to punch this kid in the fucking mouth and tell him he didn't know uh, Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, but his mom was a big chick, and I I didn't think I could take her. So <laughs> actually, she was short as fuck. I could have probably taken her, but like there was like twenty or forty fucking people there, and I don't think I could take all of them. So yeah. So if you want to see David fight. Spike, Spike Cohen, go on Twitter, follow Dave Spike. Oh, fuck, Dave Spike. Dave Fight. <laughs> now there needs to be a Dave Spike Twitter account. That some, someone's that going to start a parody account. Awful. That sounds <laughs> horrendous. Like so, Fat Dave Smith. Fat Dave Smith. Yeah. So go ahead and start a, a, a Dave Spike account. Uh, <laughs> And just like take two parts of what they say and just mash them together, it'll be awful, and I will love you for it. Um, David, I appreciate you coming on that. Thanks and, for uh, me, man. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get to, I, I didn't deliver on my promise, but there's a support group, my wife runs it. Um, <laughs> oh, god, she's gonna fucking kill me when someone sends it. Sense of this, but you're not a real libertarian. Good night and good liberty. <laughs>